everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of The Writer's Haven. I'm your host, Musu of Musu Writes, and I'm really excited to be back. Um, We are doing another Entrepreneur Spotlight episode, and today's guest is Christian Emiliano, a.k.a. Sir Ratchetness. If you're familiar with the Neck of the Woods podcast, or to take it back even further, the uh, Crunk and Disorderly blog that used to be around. Um, He was a big part of those two things and very entertaining for the listeners and viewers. So I was really excited to have him on today. Um, So of course, if you're familiar with, you know, the things that him and uh, Freshalina used to do, it's a lot of cutting up in this episode. So (laughs) just to let you know, up front, we're talking about a lot of different things, ranging from gossip, ranging from crazy celebrities, um, to, uh, you know, things that get on our nerves. But I think this is a very good episode, because even though we're talking about these different things, he takes a lot of time really going in to sharing resources about small businesses Um, with things going on with everything going on right now. A lot of companies um, are taking it upon themselves. You know, the ones that are doing it from uh, a place of sincerity, because I don't think all of them are, but the legit companies are taking the time to really um, be a resource for minorities who may be owners of small businesses or maybe entrepreneurs or solopreneurs. There are a lot of resources out there now that a lot of people don't know about. So um, Sir Ratchetness really took the time to walk me through the different resources, not just from corporations, but from the government as well. There are grants, there are different programs, there are different startup programs that they're doing to really provide a lot of support to minority business owners. Um, So if you are in that category, I really think that you should listen to this episode. If you know anyone that's in this category, um, share this episode with them because he's sharing a lot. Um, The PP, I think it's called the PPP loan, um, small business association, the different things that they're doing. He really gets into the thick of things. And to tell you the truth, it's really hard to find this type of information anywhere else. So please take a listen. If you if you don't mind getting through the the ratchet part <laughs> of the episode, um, and if I can, if I remember, I will try to put the the marker as to when he starts talking about the small business resources because it's really good information. All right, and as always, thank you, subscribers. Thank you. Uh, consistent listeners. I really appreciate it. And I really hope that everyone is staying safe and um, is taking care of themselves mentally and emotionally with everything that's going on. Again, uh, I just think that, you know, just trying to provide a place for folks, including myself, to get away from the day-to-day things that's in the news um, and, you know, things going on, you know, around us that aren't as pleasant as we would like them to be. Every now and then it's good to have an outlet and I'm all about the laughter. So, um, you know, take a listen. Some, you know, the language that we use is not used very often on this podcast, but hey, it's okay. I had no problem um, publishing it. So if you want to get in contact with uh, Christian, the show notes, the the information will be in the show notes. And if you want to get in contact with me, my handle across the board is at Musu Rights. And that information will be in the show notes as well. Well, Thank you again. And I will talk to to you guys next time. I don't know what the hell we're going to talk about tonight. There's a lot to talk about, but I don't 
you know, I don't have no format in place because Oh, I don't care. Whatever you want to talk about. Like yeah. I am an open book. I don't really have no secrets. Just mm-hmm. don't ask my government name, my date of birth, or my social, and we good. <laughs> Outside of that, you can ask me whatever. Cause like me and Fresh, we talked on the phone 12 hours yesterday. Like it was a damn cause from the street. That's a marathon. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because I have this conspiracy theory that Barbara Walters is dead and she been dead. I saw that on Instagram. That's what I was gonna ask you. Oh, talk about it. Cause when I everybody I tell all my evidence, they be like, Well shit, when you put it like that, that bitch probably is dead. Listen, that makes perfect sense to me, okay? <laughs> she probably been dead for a minute. And when do you think they're gonna announce it though? When they got a renewed view for a new contract. Okay. That, or, that makes like Fresh said when it's gonna be an extremely slow news week so she knows she can get all her attention. <laughs> I don't think they is. I really think because the daughter's adopted and she went to jail before. Barbara didn't leave her nothing in her will. She left it all to charity. So I think the daughter just collecting Barbara Walters SSI checks and you living know off what? The- <laughs> <laughs> Not the SSI checks. Like in Fall of Grace, that Tyler Perry movie, Barbara Walters in that house like Cicely Tyson. Oh my gosh! You know, well, doesn't she still get money from the View? Some way, somehow, right? Yeah, twenty twenty. Her Ooh. money long. Yeah, her money is well, long. I was, racial, I was in a cracker racial joke. I was gonna say, you know, she Jewish. Her money long. Yeah. So hey, and you know, Oprah and her got a long withstanding beef. So. Oh, I didn't know that. That I didn't know. Because she stole Ayana Van Zant from her. From Barbara Walters? Barbara Walters stole her from Oprah. When did that happen? When she first came out, because, like, she was out, and then she had her book, her first book, and she had a TV show, and Oprah was like, girl, come over here. Like, you know, I know what I'm doing. And she went with Barbara Walters, and Barbara Walters had her going by her government name, and it flopped, and she was broke, broke, was on like food stamps mm. and section eight and had to go graveling back to Oprah. Hmm. Wow. Well, you know, I have my own Iyanla Van Zandt story and Do Fresh, you? Yes, Fresh knows about this. So <laughs> this is because I'm from the, the DC area. So and she's from this area. And mm. this was way back when she first this is before she blew up with Oprah. She had she was a famous author talking right. about in the meantime or something like that so it was really big and she was still living in the silver spring maryland area and i was at the target one day Mm -hmm. minding my business and i was in line checking out and she was standing in front of me and i had recognized her but it wasn't a big deal because i don't know she's just i have just never gotten good vibes about her so i could care less that she was Mm -hmm. standing in front of me at this target so Uh she turns around and she she looks at me and, you know, kind of like a, I gave like, kind of like a basic hello. And so she's like looking, waiting for, to get some type of reaction from, from me. Because, mm. Yeah, it was one of those type of moments. And I'm just sitting there like, girl, okay, I'm, I'm just waiting for the cashier to say next customer because I could, I could care less. And so like that frown, that smile j- just turned upside down into a frown. Like she had an attitude with me because I, I wasn't up her behind in, in the target line. You know who has that really, really, really bad? It is the most random person ever. Miss Jackson, the dude, the, oh, I said the dude, the girl that Nelly dates, who used to be the one Floyd she Mayweather. Date, he dating, uh, what's, uh, Floyd Mayweather's ex? 
her, she's extremely rude. Cause like, um, she always shops in H and M. I don't know why. Like in St. Louis, she's always at H and M. And when she come in there, she calls ahead. And she'd be like, I need my own fitting room. When they come in there, what? tell them don't. Bitch, it's H&M. Like, H&M? You act like you in damn Barney's. And she'd be like, tell them don't give me eye contact. Don't what? talk to me directly. Yes, I swear to God, she calls the managers every time and gives them that talk. Yes. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. Well, then I heard some more mess about Iyanla. This guy, he's kind of like a life coach, and he was speaking at a life coach. No, she was speaking at a life coach convention, and they were all there. Mm -hmm. So after it ended, you know, she was kind of like making her way through the crowd. And you know, like how politicians, they strategically make their way to the babies and and make sure they get pictures. Right. So she saw this baby. And she was like, oh, look at that baby. Such a cute baby. And the baby was not having it. You know, the children's be knowing, okay? Yeah, they can feel the spirit. Yeah, so that baby was not trying to be held by Auntie Inyanla. And you know what she said? She was just like, oh, that's okay. One day she'll learn. What the hell? What, what kind of response is that? What kind of response is I have so many weird celebrity encounters. Like, I could probably just do a whole podcast on that. Like, a couple, was it two years ago? Yeah, about two years ago, I was at Bar Louie with my friend. And it was this black woman in there, and she was drunk. Like, brown liquor, jazz Mm. room drunk. Mm. And she just kept walking around. And she would, like, walk to people's tables and just smile at them. And I was like, where, do, and like she had glasses on. I was like, where do I know this woman from? Mm-hmm. So a waiter tapped her and it was like, can I help you? And she was like, do you know who I am? I'm Jennifer motherfucking Lewis. One in, one does with a whole lot of motherfucking talent. What? I said, I was like, that can't be her. Get the newspaper. They was like, Jennifer Lewis is in town to speak at Washington. <laughs> <laughs> then... I had went to a Grammy luncheon um, last year, and it was the weirdest mix of people. They was honoring um, Jay Prince, the daddy, not the Mm -hmm. son. They was honoring um, Chris Robinson, the dude that manages, I think that's him, one of them older dudes, that Alicia Keys' old manager that manages her now. Uh Him um, and somebody else. And then... So, like, at Jay Prince's table, it was Pilar Sanders, because that was his girl. That's his girlfriend. And, you know, I, I love me a random person. She is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, all the little YMB and uh, Lamar, all them little niggas, like, Black China, little boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. We're at his table. Then the table next to them hmm. was Joe, Brian Michael Cox, uh, Raphael Sadi, Music Soul Child. What? And then, <laughs> that is so and then, random. And then Elise Neal. And then the table next to that was Roxy, Goo Goo, Mary Mary's sister. It was just the most random conglomerate of people. Yeah, ever. that is, oof. And so, like, um, <laughs> Pilar Sanders had went to the bathroom and Elise Neal had went over to try to spit game at Jay Prince. And when Pilar came back, she tapped on the shoulder. I was like, um, are you lost? Oh, and Elise Neal looked at me for like help, and I kind of looked away. Like, <laughs> and she like, and then like when Jay Prince, I didn't, 
I wasn't paying attention. I really thought they was honoring the son. So when they called him up, I didn't stand up. And he like tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, you need to show some respect, young man. Oh and I was going to turn around and curse him out. And I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> and then I was like, I got a bad knee. And then he was like, it's cool. <laughs> then like my so last crazy. one, then like um, me and my best friend, we went to the Luda Day weekend celebrity basketball game because he works with them. So we're in VIP, and um, it was just literally like nobody was nowhere near us. Here come Tyrese. Now, this is in August. Mm. It was a smooth 99 degrees outside. He had on a wool coat and a scarf. Mm. Mm. And he looked mm. me up and down, oh and he called security over, and it was like, they need to get out the section. And security looked at me, and I just put my little wristband up, and he was like, they don't got to go nowhere. Like, they supposed to be over here. He <laughs> called three different security guards to kick us out the little VIP section at the basketball game. Like, people... <laughs> what the... Okay, so I'm wondering if Tyrese had on that same coat that he had on at the funeral yesterday, because he had on a, a wool coat, okay? Well, you know, do you remember when he was like... It's a sign because he had on like the same hat as Martin Luther King back in the day. <laughs> what? And he had posted, I'm gonna find you the picture. We should you should make that the podcast picture. It was a tweet. He found the picture of Martin Luther King in a three quarters profile and the picture of him. He was like, I think it's a sign. A sign for what? A sign of what? A white woman. You want to fuck a white woman? You trying to get shot? You trying to wear a suit? Like a sign of what? I cannot. Oh I like Tyrese back when he was singing in Pepsi commercials. Thank you. <laughs> Thank when he was on the bus singing in the Pepsi commercial. Or, or him wrestling with fitted sheets under the signs of a love making video. That is all we ever need Tyrese for. I do watch his Django audition tape from time to time when I need a good laugh. That is a really good pick me up. Oh my God. I didn't know that was a thing. I did not know that. Go on YouTube. He it's like a ten minute reel of him auditioning to be Django. Mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine. Wow! Because he got that ugly cry face like Fantasia. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, how is uh, St. Louis holding up? I, I'm googling this video, by the way. How is St. Louis? <laughs> Um, I've been in and out. Um, I've been back and forth from St. Louis to Atlanta when I can, but St. Louis is cool. Like, um, I've really been practicing. So I've taken Corona extremely seriously. Like I just went to the beauty supply for the first time two days ago. I have not been to the beauty supply since March. Mm. Um, but it's been kind of cool. Cause it's kind of like, you know, with Ferguson, we was kind of the test dummies. Yeah. So yeah. You know, they, they they haven't been to the malls, to my knowledge. They okay. did to the cop that owned a pawn shop, but, I, I mean, it, hmm. that's a regular day. Like, I don't think that, like, that was going to happen regardless, but it's been cool. Like, okay. the protests have been um, peaceful, to my knowledge. They haven't really been looting, mm-hmm. so um, it's not as bad as all the other Okay. you know i kind of they kind of was like shit we did that seven years ago <laughs> yeah <good."> right <laughs> exactly we, we, yeah, yeah exactly they they've made you know the different suburbs around um dc they've made 
various attempts. There was one attempt that they made. They were planning everything on Twitter. I don't know why. They were showing oh, pictures yeah. of their sneakers oh. and their guns that they were going to bring to the Target, you know, in the in suburbia in suburbia. And so, of course, by the time they started heading out there, the police was out there waiting on them. Like you just mm-hmm. told on yourself by putting everything on Twitter. So. Well, I do know, like they was on some stuff because somebody I know, like they asked her, like, "Are you protesting?" And she was like, I don't know. They was like, are you protesting or are you looting? I got to tell you which side to meet on, depending on which one. She's like, I ain't doing neither. I'm finna go. Oh, like, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now they're looting cargo trains that are moving. What? Yes. What I just... want some coal? Like, what are you getting off? And my thing is, somebody must have tipped them because they knew exactly which cart to go to. They were offloading TV screens everything Mm -mm. from this cargo train that was still moving Mm -mm. i'm gonna send it to you on instagram it is crazy what in the little rascal yeah Uh Mm -mm. yeah Mm -mm. it's it's wild it's wild i'm gonna send it to you so yeah I, i mean me for the most part um i did an uh podcast the other day that you know okay on the more serious part that talked about everything that was going on because how people can get through it, you know, because people have different ways of reacting to it. I feel that there's no right or wrong way as long as you can get to the other side in one piece. So me and a crisis counselor was talking about that. But other than that, um, I have been sitting back cackling at these celebrities that have been getting dragged left and right for opening their mouth about this situation. It's so weird because, like, I had a business call on Tuesday because I work with the uh, all women, Wemex, because they include trans and everything, co-working space in Atlanta, and it's owned by a, a white woman from England and a Korean woman. So, you know, they wanted, they thing was just like, we want to, you know, we want to put out a statement, you know, our heart. We just don't want to say nothing stupid. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like we're pandering because, you know, their uh, membership is mixed. So, like, they really do care. They was just mm-hmm. like, we just want to make sure we good. Yeah. So, it was me. Uh, Fresh was on the call because I work with her with them. Mm-hmm. And it was two other black women. And, like, one of them is, like, a blackity, black, 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 Afrocentric, which is fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And that call affected me more than some of the protesting because she got like the call was really simple like it really could have been just hey i got some content ideas we i sent you over a sample statement tell me what you think that could have been in the conversation Mm -hmm. she just started going in on them like Mm. you need to be looking inside you need to be checking your household you need to be doing this. Like, you'll never understand the Black struggle. And she just started crying. Oh, my God. And I was, it was just so awkward to me because it's like. Yeah. I get it, sister. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. But, baby, this ain't that call. Like, I feel yeah. like I got through. Yeah. Like, I was talking to Fresh. It was like, you you telling me and her, we finna go see Pootie Tang and you making us watch Selma. <laughs> I would be like, I was so, like. Because it was one of the things, like, if you want to have this conversation, you should have gave me a heads up. That's like an HR, you know, like, team building call. Yeah. 
Yeah. It really affects me. But I was, but like these dumbass celebrities. Ooh. And what's crazy is y'all not catching everybody. And it's a whole lot of all lives matter people y'all not catching. I didn't call three of the housewives in New York tweeting all lives matter. Ramona what? is all lives matter. And like I love the housewives of Beverly Hills. And it's crap like Denise Richards and Sutton, they is definitely Black Lives Matters. Them is my faves right now. Mm-hmm. They but some of these statements is just yeah it's like wow where's your pr person or just don't say nothing at all i mean shut your mouth oh your your thank you because even i like um because it's kind of weird because it's just a really hard time because it's this it's like we came off of corona yeah we're dealing with this and it's lgbtq Mm -hmm. ia plus month Mm-hmm. So, like, I understand a lot of people's struggles, and I understand everything else, but it's like, I got my own stuff I want to celebrate, and I want to talk about, but then I seem selfish, because I can't talk about it in this moment. Yeah. Like, in that phone call, for, like, in that phone call, for an example, you know, she was going on and on and on, like, you don't know what it's like to be a Black woman. I want to be like, you don't know what it's like to be a Black gay man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to have a pissing test with you, my sister. But at that same time, like, but like I you said, it. yeah, and, and but like you said, the the timing, the environment, that's not. It's really bad, and you know, yeah. like you know, like I saw on Twitter, you know, like they had like the yesterday was donate to strong black women on Cash App, and then today it was donate to strong black men on Cash App. No offense, it's the third day. Is today June? Oh, today June fifth. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's the fifth day of June. I don't see y'all donating to your strong LGBTQIA plus uh, people. Hello. I, my cash app ain't ring. I didn't get nobody like. Oh my gosh. Checking see, in it's like, it. and see stuff like that to me. Okay, I see the intention, but it just throws people off and it could just create more problems. To be honest with you, that blackout the other day, I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. It was so much confusion attached to that. Because people were saying, okay, you got to hashtag Black Lives Matter. Oh, no, no, no. Don't hashtag it. And it was so much back. I was like, you know what? Let me just not. Because So what I thought it was supposed to be was, if you're a business, black out your post for today. Or like, I thought it was supposed to be black out all content that's not geared towards reposting about the protests and everything else and i like i I get that so like if i go on your timeline Mm -hmm. and it's a black square everything else after that i would know be like okay this is specifically towards protests or if you're a brand that's your way of saying like i support you and i'm gonna let my timeline just go for a day now that i can understand the I wouldn't have that Black Lives Matter with that, though, because you're convoluting the timeline. But yeah. it was also kind of weird because I don't, like, a lot of people don't get their news from Instagram, so that's what kind of threw me off. Mm-hmm. Like, people get live updates from Facebook and Twitter. Instagram is not the forum for that. Right. So when they so when they was taking, like, you're, cl- you're clouding up the Instagram feed, y'all not going on Instagram to get information. Anyway, it's easier to get it on Twitter and Facebook exactly. where it's long. I think it was just, it was very, and then one thing I did notice that I 
don't appreciate. So like that was started by two women in the music industry. And I saw this man, he stole industry blackout Twitter handle. And now he's making it his own movement and trying to pick up steam off of that little thing. Mm. Like, hmm. It's too being opportunist, opportunist, opportunist. Thank you. Thank you. You know, like I posted it, but I like the stuff that I, I don't post hashtags. Like I just post the post. Like to even today, I was just like, "How you doing, my brother? How you doing, my sister?" And then I put up something funny, like, "Well, if you need a distraction, we could talk yeah. about something silly. This is a safe space." Yeah, but it's very weird. And mm-hmm. you know, like, I had a conversation. I actually had a cocktails and conversation on the 29th. So I think that was last Friday. And we was talking about it because even the Black Lives Matter as the movement as a whole, I've always been, I don't want to say critical because then mm-hmm. people think that I don't support it, but I've right. always been inquisitive. That's mm-hmm. a better word. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get canceled. I'm really trying to be <laughs> my word. Because so when the Black Lives Matter started, I don't think people know, like people just equate Black Lives Matter with police brutality, but that's yeah. not what the original Yeah about like because when i went on the website this was seven years ago i don't know if they changed since then but like it was originally about they're gonna address every stigma and stereotype about black community and fight it so it was literally about education workforce single mothers and like lgbtq and it was something else so based off of that i remember i used to have a conversation i'd be like okay i'm on y'all website Where's the college fairs? Mm. Where's the AC2? Where's the ACT free vouchers? Mm-hmm. Where's the FAFSA tutorials? Okay, if you're supporting single mothers, where's the daycare resources? Where's the WIC resources? Where's the, yep. I don't know, like the mobile job listing? Okay, for the LGBTQ. Y'all didn't even post during Pride Month. Mm. You didn't post about Black Pride. Mm-hmm. And then even with like the Black men thing, where's that? Like, it was mm-hmm. nothing. So like, I always, because I was telling them like, you know, because I hate that whole like, we went the Malcolm X. I mean, we went the Martin Luther King route. Now we're going the Malcolm X route. Malcolm yeah. X wasn't out here beating people to fuck up. That's people. right. Quit lying on that man's legacy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And because, you know, like my argument was, it was, and somebody got mad, that I said, but it's the truth. I said, this same energy that y'all having, y'all not going to have it when it's come time to vote. And that's the hugest problem. If you really want to be a gangster, you, you vote. That's what Let you Let me tell you something. If you want to know the true honesty and what I've been doing, if you really want to be about your shit, get, get this government funded and get these people money and apply it to your business. That's I great. Them. I have received everything. My business, I got the SBA grant. I got the PPP grant. Mm. I got the EDIL grant. I got it. And everybody I know, if you want, they be like, I want you to help me get it. I got it for them. And we're going to take this. And I taught them how to, you don't forgive. Because I said, that's how it's set up. The Republicans have all that government money set up to, it's going to be forgiven because Trump is looking out for his, the businesses. You hmm. need to have a bigger mind frame because that rumor, like when it first came out, it was like, oh, they're not giving it to black businesses. I was like, well, shit, maybe I'm just an enigma. I was like, maybe I'm the only person that got it. And I started asking people and yeah. they was like, yeah. no, I got it. That's right. Because, like, you know, and then because their response to me was, well, it's about education. I said, I don't want to hear that. 
this is not we're not in Russia mm-hmm. where they control what gets played mm-hmm. and they turn the news off. I said it's about picking and choosing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm paying very close attention to the Heroes Act because I really like I want it to pass. I know it's gonna pass because it's a lot of things in there that's gonna benefit a lot of people. I know re- people only care about the ten thousand dollars student loan and they only care about the second stimulus check. Mm-hmm. But they're extending PUA benefits for freelancers. That's till January. So really? That's in there. They're also extending mail-in ballots for every state. So that's going to make voting easier. It's a, they're also giving state funding for tests and for new jobs. It's a lot of great things in it. And, you know, so when they voted on it, I made the comment, and he like, it was kind of condescending. I don't care. I said, well, when they was voting on it, I was on C-SPAN watching the live feed for six hours. Y'all was on Twitter watching Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, yeah. Which is, nothing's wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But you can't say that because I wanted to watch it, because I wanted to know why every single person who was, who said no, what their reason was. Because mm. I don't trust the news. I learned mm-hmm. that in high school. So then when I, because mm-hmm. what happens is the Republicans voted no because they said one, it's not going to pass Senate because you didn't work with us on this one. We already know it's going to be dead on arrival. And they said, two, we don't want to, they said you're getting too lenient with the stimulus checks and the, you know, the unemployment PUA, mm-hmm. you know, you said, it's, we just want to give it to people that have a social security number. Mm-hmm. And they said, um, they also want to put in the guidelines about distributing the state funds. That's all it was. But when you go on Twitter, the people are Republicans don't want to forgive student loans. Wow. That's not what they said. And I know that because I watched the entire, you know, yes. vote. And I've been keeping up with it. Cause even that, like us, they're gonna pass another bill. It's not gonna be for the full three thousand two, three trillion, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be for two trillion. We're gonna get another stimulus check. We gonna can get extended ex- unemployment. We're gonna get all of that. Right. But my thing is, okay, while y'all protesting, can y'all go knock on some of these Senate people doors so they can That's pass right. this heroes bill too? Like, That's listen, right. it's a lot of things we can get accomplished while we got some people's attention. And it's called the Heroes Act? Yep, the Heroes Act. Yep. Okay. For those who, who are listening and not aware, so they can go and um, research it. That, see, and stuff like that, like you said, people aren't paying attention. This is the information age. So to me, there really is no excuse. There because is no excuse everything whatsoever. Is out there. Exactly. Yeah. There is no excuse whatsoever. You can go on YouTube. You can learn how to file your taxes. Mm-hmm. You can learn how to get an LLC. You can learn how to get funding. You can mm-hmm. learn how to do... You can learn how to build a car. You can learn how to build a house. Mm-hmm. You can learn whatever you want to learn. You can learn how to code. You can do whatever. And, so, and, yeah, and so just a little bit of info on these grants that they're giving out uh-huh. uh, from SBA. What are some starting points that one can use if if that's where they're trying to go, if that's what they need? Okay, so with the SBA grant, um, that one is based off of your business um, yearly income, but they do check your credit. So if you if your credit score is under 630, they're going to deny you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But that money is just used towards, you're supposed to pay like maybe your business's rent or your business's, um, you know, it's not to payroll. It's for everything else. Okay. Um, and then on there, so that's that one. 
PPP program is the Paycheck Protection Program. Um, It's a little bit less lenient because it only goes off of your company's um, income. It doesn't consider your credit score whatsoever. And PPP is working with different um, lending companies in order to process it quicker. Mm -hmm. So um, that would include Bluevine, PayPal, Amex, and you can also do it with your banks if you make if you bank with a major bank. Um, when I went through the process, they just asked me for my EIN, mm-hmm. um, my personal information. They asked me how much money did my business bring in yearly, and you can just put a rough estimate. And then, depending on what type of business you have, they're going to ask you for. Um, all I had to provide was my Schedule C, and that's your profit and loss mm-hmm. um, form. And on there. It's not really confusing. Really on there, all you really keep track of is um, like your profit, your returns, anything you spent supplies on, like if you had to buy an automobile, buy office supplies, anything like that. And then you also keep track of um, like if you had to buy inventory of physical products. So like I sell, I only sell digital products. So like mm-hmm. my margins are always like, so my cost of goods is always zero. So my forms mm-hmm. are always really, really, and then um, they ask for that. They ask for if you have a major bank, I think you can just log. Oh, they ask for your February bank statement for okay. your business. But, you know, like if you use your personal bank account for your business, you can use that one. And mm-hmm. that's just firm. And then what they do is they provide you, and then they ask you how many employees do you have and how much do you pay them in um, income. I mean, a payroll and pretty much it provides you with seven weeks worth of payroll, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. And it's so it's a loan, but. Um, and Trump actually passed this bill today, so it's a loan. Mm-hmm. But if you can prove that you used 70 percent of that loan money for payroll, the loan is forgiven. And. um. Trump lowered the number from 75% to 60% today. And he also said, if you spend it on buying hazardous stuff like glass or masks, that also counts towards payroll. So it can be forgiven. Hmm. So it's a really good And then like with Bluevine, if that's the company I use, their turnaround is super quick. It was Mm -hmm. a three-day process. Um... And I got a nice little, because I, I have two employees and I was able to pay them out. It, it was a nice little, it was a common, it was, it was a nice mm-hmm. little chunk. Like if I was on some nigga stuff and I was just applying to something else, I could pay my rent up for a lot. But they're giving up to a million dollars in it. Like Alamo, that's what Alamo Mo, um, Carly Red ex-husband did. But he got caught with all that fraud and they gave him all that money. Um, hmm. Yeah, so they're giving up to about any amount. Um, I know people who get, like, I know somebody they got, like, my, I know a truck driver. He just, he just did it for his own payroll. They gave him $7,000. And, wow. you know, and then, um, I know, like, and if you're a nonprofit, they ask for your I-42. And that is your, is that what they asked for? And your I-42 form is, because I just filled it out for somebody. What was on that form? Um, oh, that's a Schedule C, too. If you're a nonprofit, they ask for something else, too. I okay. forget. But okay. it's not 
it's stuff you can find and there's YouTube videos you can fill mm-hmm. it out but, um, and then I do have like a list of all the grants and stuff like I just been giving it to people on a need to know basis mm-hmm. but that's kind of the funding that's out there and like with the blue vine like I said it's a three day process okay. um, if you have free time if you call them like I tell people all the time if you're trying to get through with unemployment um, or like SBA or any of them always just do the reset password or the technical support option and when they call just be like oh i remember my password while i was on hold but can i ask you another question that's the easiest way to get wow yeah and and (laughs) when you do that um they look at your application right then and there and like i know i shouldn't say this but they ain't checking nothing so like if you're scared (laughs) no like they ain't checking like literally all they're checking is to make sure you put enough numbers on there, but in terms of like running your credit, checking your past, you know, tax returns, they're not checking none of that. It's no way possible. Wow. Like I'm legit, legit because Blue Vine takes your stuff and then they submit it to SBA for you. I got an immediate response back for approval, so it is no way possible that SBA approved my, you know, looked over my application. Mm-hmm. But they did tell someone I know in the government told me they're really only checking people who get $2,000 or more. I mean, $200,000 or more. So if mm. you ain't really in their pockets like that, they really not tripping off But yeah, there's a lot of resources out there. Like all you, and I tell you all the time, um, go online, get your EIN. They're free. You yep. can get one once a day. Mm-hmm. And that just makes sure you can, because what I, I have one for, my Circa 91 agency, I have one for my Hustlers Mindset brand, and then I have one under my pen name, Christian Emiliano, as a sole proprietorship. Mm-hmm. And then the three that I use, so that's what I use for everything. So then my three businesses. So Wow. And see, stuff like this, man, that is so valuable, because my, my thing was, um, you know, okay, now's the time. That's why I thought the whole I wish the whole blackout thing was to just pour all this money into black businesses. Like now. And it is. And what's crazy is, honestly speaking, um, Corona was a cultural reset for me. Like, yeah. I think I told you, like, what happened to me in March. But, like, you know, like, I had a very rough, just business-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, business-wise, the top of the year was not very good to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I told you, but, like, one of my biggest clients fired me on my birthday in March. Yeah, I remember. And then three days later, Corona hit. So, like, mm-hmm. I really, and what was crazy is, like, I had a lot planned. And, you know, like, I I work with, um, you know, like, I work with Drag Race. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of booking agents. I do a lot of outside stuff. So, like, that money gone. I don't really care because it's just, like, I'm going to get that next year anyway. Yeah. Like, whatever. So I kind of just used this as a reset and that's what I really did. So like, I really just, cause you know, like I'm a, well, you know, I'm a book nerd. Like I love to read and I love knowledge. Like I'm always taking courses. I'm always like, if I probably would be like a lifetime student, if I really could, like I would always go back to school if yeah. I can mentally handle it. Like right now I have a book and it literally says, what makes your brain happy and why you should do the opposite. Like I was reading that earlier today and then I was mm-hmm. about investments and I've really been up on like these, you know, cause I'm trying to get my tax certification so I can really, you know, help people 
you know, not get taxed by the government and really, you know, set themselves up. So that's mm-hmm. what I was using this time for. And the money is there. That's what's so crazy. It's there. Hmm. Like, it's so many freelancers and people. I was like, apply for unemployment. Like, yeah, you might be embarrassed to apply for, but I was like, you pay taxes. Right. So right. it's literally there for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, if you get it, you get it. Like, what's your beef with getting anywhere from the minimum amount you're going to get every week is $601. Mm-hmm. And you get that for 20 weeks. Mm-hmm. What's your beef with that? Right. I've been there and it helped me, you know, help me transition from one area to another. Like, at the end of the day, like, because I, oh, I made all my feelings people get unemployment. Like, I didn't qualify, but Mm -hmm. like, I helped everybody else because I was like, um, what's your beef with getting $3,000 a month? Right. Right. You too proud. And that's, I said, that's your problem. Like, and I said, take that money and just put it in your savings. Mm hmm. Because that's what I use this time for. Like, I literally just paid off the little, I paid off the little credit card debt that I built up. And I really sat back and was like, what do I want to do? And I just Mm -hmm. been, you know, like, I just went over here making content because I was like, I really do want to help people with all this knowledge. So I've been making video contests, like how to fill out these proper tax forms, how to get this money. It's so much grant and loan money for resources, like, for photographers, tattoo artists, for singers, for if you're a, a double minority. Mm-hmm. Like, I ain't trying to be funny. If you're a black woman during COVID, you can be eating so <laughs> good right now. Like, it's so many specific grants just for black women. That's literally like every single one of them got a comma in it. Like, what? And it's what? not a competition. I'm sorry. I'm taking notes as you're talking. Okay. Oh, you know, I'll send you some resources. You, all you got to do is ask. Ain't okay, because no <laughs> one of the, the main things I'm trying to do, <laughs> one of the main things I'm trying to do, apart from, you know, my freelance business, I'm really trying to finish school and get okay. my master's. So I ran out of, you know, the money that I used to use. State so, funding and all that funding. Huh? Like state funding and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I could finish because I don't have that far to go. I just need the money to do it. So, um, yeah, but we can talk more offline about that. But yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, and that's crazy. That happened to my homegirl in undergrad. She ran out of state funding. Mm-hmm. I said, dude, because she, because I went to Mizzou. She ended up. She was a year older than me. She went to a school in Kansas City first. Then she transferred to Mizzou her second year. Then she moved to Texas for this dude her junior year took a year's worth of classes, came back to Mizzou. None of her classes transferred. So it took her about five and a half, six years to get her yeah. undergrad. And That's, so what she yeah. ended up doing is she just reached out to her, you know, the dean of your specific program. Mm-hmm. And they had the alumni pay for her tuition. What? Mm-hmm. Like she wrote them a real, you know, like she explained her situation. She had good grades. And, you know, her thing, she was like, you know, it just takes, she said, it just took me a little longer. And, you know, she explained, like, I've always, yeah. I didn't take time off. It's just, they didn't accept my classes. And, you know, they reached yep. out to a lot of association. And, you know, she had in-state tuition, so it wasn't that much. Our tuition in-state was about, if you lived, if you didn't have room and board, it was like 6000 7000 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they just reached in there and they just had the alumni pay her tuition. Wow. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, there are tons of resources out there and my intention, of course, is to take advantage of them and also to help legitimate black businesses stay afloat, you know? So if, mm-hmm. if it's one of those things where you selling mixtapes out of the trunk of your car, I don't know about all that, but right. legitimate, you know, quality black businesses, there's so many of them now. And I'm, I've made myself more conscious, you know, consciously aware of those. So I'm hoping that, you know, other people will seriously do the same. Don't be jumping on live and crying about Gucci stuff getting stolen. When you have plenty of black businesses to support with beautiful products. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's that a lot of it's just extremely confusing to me because I have a lot of conversations with people and, um, you know, I was reading and they was talking about like this generation is very geared towards entrepreneurship because of the programming. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like during like the, uh, the depression, Everything is like, because I took trend analysis in college, like Mm -hmm. they pick and choose when they want college to be more important than taking a trade. It really depends on the economy. No, it's real. So everything, everything is very political, even from like what you wear. So like during prohibition and the depression, when we was in World War II, right? That's when they allowed women to go to work. And that's when they allowed them to wear pants. The reason they allowed women to wear pants, it wasn't to give them rights. It was because it's cheaper to make, it's less fabric and cheaper to make pants than it is to make a skirt. And they needed that fabric for parachutes to give to the soldiers who was going to war. That's really the only reason why they gave them Mm. that option. And then even with like, so when the economy is bad, they want more people to take up trades because, you know, you're not always going to need an accountant, but you always going to need somebody to cut your grass, work on your car, work yeah. your house, whatever. But when the economy is good, that's when they push everybody to go to college. And then you have the age of like that early 2000s. I was reading up about this. They were talking mm-hmm. about like with Project Runway. Mm-hmm. People going to fashion programs literally quadrupled because they would see, oh my God, like I want to be a fashion designer. Like that really mm-hmm. wasn't a tangible career like that was like some foo-foo stuff but then they'll watch project runway or they'll watch like drag race and they would be like i can do that and then you'll watch and then you know we grew up on making the band an idol that's why now everybody wants to be a rapper everybody wants to be a singer we grew up on um america's best dance crew Mm -hmm. i know so many people who i want to be a choreographer it doesn't pay like yeah it's so many i you know like Hmm. i it's so many people from um project runway they don't make no money that is not like like i went to school for fashion but i was on the business side Mm -hmm. so like my like i worked with like um like international licensing and like on a factory level so i can go in there like i was trained to make like factory grade um patterns in this program called optitex so i can work in a factory or i can work like you know, um, as a regional buyer and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know how to sew and I don't have drape and all that stuff. That's not where the money is at. So that's mm-hmm. where like my background is. But um, yeah, all that stuff is linked to like everything is linked together. So like when it comes to being an entrepreneur, it's so many people that come to me and mm-hmm. they be like, 
like, oh my God, I want a clothing brand. I said, you don't know what it entails. Wow. And they, be like, they was like, I want to open a boutique. I said, I promise you, it's a lot of work. You don't know what it entails. And when mm-hmm. I have a conversation with them, they're like, it's not that hard. I said, I promise you that it is. Because when I really break it down to them and I be like, okay, you think you can just go to downtown LA, buy you a vendor list, get you some, some clothes, put it on the site and sell it. I said, that's not how that works. I said, real businesses, we're subscribed to WGSN. I know what color trends are going to come out in 2022. So I already know what I'm going to be buying in two years for my merch. I know my customer like that. I know they demographic, they sociographic, they sociographic. I know my customer profile. I know their age, their body, their income, what jobs they do, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I also keep great tracking inventory. So it's like, they don't see all that. They see mm-hmm. people like Rashida who has pressed and hmm. press is only press is only successful because of her name. It's not successful because she's this extremely well, you know, yeah, of course. And that's what a lot of me, cause like I like it's a lot of people who sell these vendor lists. And it just be the exact same people from China. China, 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 China. Yeah, China. I was about to say AliExpress. They be buying from AliExpress. China, 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 China. China is not the only vendors in the world. Like China is wow. not the only place you get merch. It's American vendors. Like I, it's, <laughs> it's, and then you know my thing be like, y'all don't get to the money. Like I had to post this on Instagram, but like when Quiet from Married to Medicine, mm. when she wanted to do her puppy contour line. Oh gosh. You saying that, but at the same time, pet clothing is a seven point one billion dollar industry. So mm-hmm. if she really took it seriously, she could have made some for real money. But she she over there making tutus and stuff. Like, no, like no. Girl, well, like has anybody who take my courses and everything else, I tell them, I was like, you can make more money selling like a flashlight than you can making a fashion overdress like yeah wow so how she messed that up you know because yeah they're not big like it was like quad fashion is a whole different like quad let me like quad mariah toya and lisa nicole all them come from pharmaceutical sales so they all come from a great like you know background customer Mm -hmm. service and then, because I, I used to crack a joke with my friend. I'd be like, shit, I need to do pharmacy so I can meet me a doctor. Like, obviously, that's where the niggas at in pharmaceutical sales. But, because, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> like, Lisa Nicole, that's where her money came from. So she made her own pharmaceutical sales firm. And mm-hmm. she, you know, she became her, like, she made her, she got her own consultants. And it's like, she messed that up because the more, the same way Sheree messed up, um, she by Sheree. That I was about to say, high. yeah. And what's crazy, is, I don't know if people know this about Sheree, like, Sheree used to have a successful boutique. Like, wow. she used to have a, like, her boutique actually closed um, right before they did the first season of Real Housewives. Like, Gabrielle, you used to shop with her all the time. Like, she had a lot of celebrity clients, yeah. Marlo used to have a very successful boutique, too. Um... Sheree just not she don't understand margins like her margins be too slim mm-hmm. where like you know you want to use these it's a lot that go into making clothes hmm. like if I want to make like if I make a jumpsuit if I take the same jumpsuit and it's one piece but then I want to cut it in half and make it a shirt and a pants mm-hmm. 
cutting it and making a shirt in the pants might make my production costs go up five dollars. Okay. Just from that one thing. Right. Okay. But <laughs> okay, people are like, well, it's only five dollars. Okay, but when I do an order of a thousand, mm-hmm. that's five thousand dollars I gotta make profit back mm-hmm. off of. And you know, like uh, and then another thing how people mess up is they don't understand business. Like one of my business partners, we had a store together and everything was digital. So we had no overhead. And you know, so her thing was, well, every month we just gonna take the profits and split them in half. I said, that's not how this works. I said, no. Mm-hmm. This first month is going to sit here. This second month is going to sit here because I need to see, you know, I need to do our, our um, forecast. Right. And I said, I'm not, I said, you can get, a, I said, we can do salaries. And I said, you know, because really with businesses, you should not even take a salary to your business's cash flow positive. But people don't think of stuff like that. You know, like, even when they open these little boutiques, that's not your money. That's yeah. your business money. So don't touch that. Right. So, but what's crazy is the information is out there. Y'all just don't want to get it. And then I'm not going to blame you because even the people that have businesses, they're not experts in their field and you just gravitate towards them because you just see fast money, fast money, fast money, fast mm-hmm. money. Or it's like they are expert in what they do, but that don't mean they're good at all businesses. Like right. I will see never glam shop to death. She really do know how to run a glam bar. She really do know. She really do know how to run a microblading business. Mm. I'm not mm. gonna ask. Her. But then, okay, she got this vendor list. Okay, she don't sell merch. She don't sell physical products. So don't. And she can't give you that expertise. So mm-hmm. that's what you mm. really got to consider. Wow. And so you, just to go back a little bit, because you made some really important points about how the mm-hmm. different generations have been programmed. Okay. Mm-hmm. You hit it on the head early 2000s. That was the fashion runaway America top model. Everybody wanted to design something. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little older than that. When mm-hmm. I was coming up during the Clinton and Bush administration. So everything was college, mm-hmm. college, college, college. Because right, the economy was good. Yes. The economy was good. So all of this entrepreneurship and all of that, I I am very embracing of it, but a lot of people, it, it's it's overwhelming to them because of course, that's not how they were programmed. Everything was, you're supposed to get a degree, especially out here in DC, you not just go to college, but you land that good ass government job. That's what you do if you it's really like want to call yourself doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, this is, this is, um, some good stuff, you know, and like you said, with the resources being out there, that's, Hey, you know, it's like, I don't know. It feels like land of abundance to me from what you're describing. It is. You just like, it's a lot of places you can go. Um, like even like from your local library, everything is digital now. Like I love the library. I go to like when the library is open, I go to the library three times a week. Mm-hmm. I literally like because the library has ebooks now. They have courses, and like if you ask your librarians, they'll tell you like, "Oh, if you go to the main one, like we'll help you do your business plan, or we'll help you feel like like they have that for free because it's there." Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like it, it it's out there. Like um, some of the resources that like I've used, um, it's this website called CreativeLive.com, and mm-hmm. it's like where 
literally creatives go live and they talk about anything. They have like photography. Wow. It's literally anything. And like some of it's free, some of it's paid. Cause like I love Shark Tank. Anybody that knows, anybody that knows me knows I'm one of the most people think, oh, you just love loving hip hop. I don't even watch reality TV like that. Mm-hmm. People who know me, know me, know the only things I watch faithfully is Bold and the Beautiful, Young and the Restless, <laughs> and when I work all day, I listen to Shark Tank on repeat and American Greed, like they're my coworkers. Mm. And because like a lot of people ask me, be like, where did your entrepreneurship come from? Um, I've been watching Young and the Restless since I was six, and that's all they talk about on there. So what? like, I'm, well, Young because. So, Bold and the Beautiful and Young and the Restless, yeah, they're soap operas, but the main thing is, so, like, Bold and the Beautiful is the sister show. They're both owned by the same people. Bold and the Beautiful takes place in California. Young and the Restless takes place in um, Denver, Colorado. So, Bold and the Beautiful is about the Foresters. They own a fashion house, and then it's, like, the Logans. It's, like, they're sisters, and they sleep with all of them but they work in a fashion house and it's the Spectras who was a competing fashion house. And then it's like the man, he owns a media company. So all their beef is the underlying beef is business. So it's always about getting the most shares, having a board. So Mm -hmm. I learned a lot of stuff from there. And then like Young and the Restless is literally about Victor Newman. He owns Newman Industries, which he started from the ground up. And then it's like the, um, the Abbots, they own Abbott. Um, they own, Jabot, that's their company. And you know, like, so they, but their companies are more like conglomerates because, you know, they have like a real estate division, a perfume division. So that's what a lot of like their storylines be about. Because I remember like when I was in college, I was in my e commerce class. They be saying stuff like, well, you know, just between a public traded, a public and a private traded company. And I knew from watching Young and the Restless, Mm -hmm. or they'll say something like, um, do you know the purpose of like a board? And I I knew from watching Young and the Restless. <laughs> and people think that's like kind of corny, but it's like, I mean, I said, it's no different than y'all watching Law and Order all day and you know about your Miranda rights and everything else. Like, you. You your, it's, yeah, it's fiction, but it's still based in reality. Like, yeah. You can, like, if you watch, C, if you watch enough CSI and, um, what was George Clooney on? doctor what was the doctor oh er there you go you'll learn some medical terms that's very true and speaking of which there's another really good show called the good doctor i don't know if you've seen i like that too like yeah really the older i get i get really like because this is gonna sound so cheesy i love election years because like the programming gets very like referential and political (laughs) it sure does (laughs) if you notice a lot of the pro um, that also goes back to fashion trends. So, like, because whenever it's election year, they always pull from the 60s and the 70s because that was the feminist movement and the civil rights movement. Yeah. So that's when a lot of them trends come back. So, like, I don't, I don't know if you've been watching um, Mrs. America, that Fox, that FX show about, um, you know, the feminist movement and them trying to um, rectify the Constitution to mm-hmm. include equal rights. So, like, I love stuff like that. Like, I watch mm. that. I watch... Um, What's something else that I've been watching? Hmm. Uh, I got a brain freeze, but like I watch that. Like I watch, like I watch anything about money. I love Ozarks. I love mm-hmm. Good Girl. I watch a lot of documentaries. Yeah. Like I, one of my favorite documentaries is gonna sound so weird. I love the Mattel documentary about Barbie. 
because mm-hmm. they talk about like how they have to change Barbie to accommodate whatever social justice trends yeah. they talked about when Barbie got her first job, when they yep. had to do African American Barbie. They was talking about how like they have like the inclusivity Barbie now. So mm-hmm. one is like plus size in a wheelchair. That's like, right. I, I love <laughs> This, like and I'm gonna watch that myself because you you right. It went from housewife Barbie to mm-hmm. Lotto Barbie to Ken having cornrows. So that, hey. and then even that, it went from like Barbie being like because um I don't know if you watch Drag Race, but like Trixie Mattel from there, she has a huge Barbie collection, and she mm-hmm. has a YouTube series where she talks about Barbies through the decades, and you know, like in the '60s. They was real big on like pin up girls and everything. So like Barbie used to come yeah. with a scale that was stuck on a hundred pounds. And <laughs> and like, you know, like they talk like it's so stuff like that is so interesting to me. Yeah. Like this sounds so weird. One of my new favorite things to do at night is I love watching old racial cartoons only mm-hmm. because like mm-hmm. it don't offend me. Like right. it tickles me just because i love how like it's funny that y'all went to this extreme like this really aired mm-hmm. like i watched the one last night called mammy don't wash no clothes oh and my it gosh <laughs> <laughs> no and it, it used to come on between bugs bunny and like it was about like picking nannies not wanting to wash their clothes and a little mulatto light skin mm-hmm. black woman came and taught them a song and taught aunt your mom and all of them how to properly wash their clothes like what the Oh my god! And you know, like, cause I crack the joke all the time, where they be like, you know, they be like, oh, you know, like when they love to cancel people over old tweets. Like yeah. my favorite joke is, y'all don't cancel Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Listen, Bugs Bunny <laughs> was super racist and offensive, but I, I, you know, I don't know. I still think it's kind of funny. I will watch Bugs Bunny. No, um, it's funny. That, like racism doesn't affect me the mm-hmm. way everybody else. Mm-hmm. Only I think of. Extreme emotions to me is a form is a, is a part of mental illness, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of things like I really chalk up a lot of things to some type of form of mental illness. Yeah. Even from like people who are addicted to social media. Um, yeah. You know, like because I had this conversation with my partner, like with Doja Cat, and he was like, "Well, what's your opinion on Doja Cat?" I said, "No offense." I said, "What Doja Cat does is no different than." people that's been on lipstick alley for seven years <laughs> or people that goes like I said, it's or people who go on Twitter and sit on Twitter for eight hours a day. I mm-hmm. said, now whatever type of conversations she choose to get into, that's her business. But I said, at the end of the day, I said, everybody has something that other people might find weird. Like I said, you might find it weird that I watch racial cartoons. You might mm-hmm. find it weird that like, <laughs> I, I, you might find whatever I want to do with it. That's, mm-hmm. I don't care. That's, I know my heart. I don't bother nobody. Yeah. So, yeah. You're not out there caring in on no, nobody. So, that to me, that's different. And can I just plug in real quick? Because we were talking about Malcolm X earlier. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Um, have you seen the documentary on Netflix, Who Killed Malcolm? 
I did. That's the one to me, because I've seen different ones over the years. To me, I feel that really defines who he was as a person. So all these people out here jumping on Twitter, talking about down with Martin Luther King and up with Malcolm X, y'all, y'all are way off. No, that goes back to people not researching and talking to their history because, yes. like, my grandma... My grandma's 81 and my mom is 51 and I'm 29. So like, I remember in high school, my, I had to talk to my grandma about, you know, growing up, you know, she was a sharecropper because, mm-hmm. cause she's from Winona, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, you know, and she would tell me things and, you know, and she was like, I wasn't called a nigger. So I came to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And to this day, my mom was like, you made that up. And I was like, oh, shit, you never know. Like, mm-hmm. maybe she did. I don't know. But it's like, you know, I have them conversations, but yeah. everybody doesn't have that. Cause like, you know, I, like my best friend, he's 26. His grandma is 56. So his grandma name literally is Trina. So <laughs> when he talks about his grandma, I was like, boy, your grandma could have went to school with my mama. Like we yeah. don't have the same, you know, like your grandma was at Freaknik. My grandma was at Jim Crow. Like mm-hmm. it was different. And <laughs> People don't want to properly research anything, like right. even for quotes like the the eye for an eye or yep. uh, things about like all them quotes are not fully fresh out. Even like karma, I hate when people say you're gonna get your karma. Yeah. Bitch, karma is good, bad, and indifferent. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Like duh. exactly <laughs> based on what I've been, how I've been living my life. Yeah, I am good or bad. Really, yeah, because I really believe everything in life is about energy. Um, so I really do feel like, like what you put out is what you get back. And like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I go in a lot of stuff. Cause like, you know, like I believe, I don't really believe in like Zodiacs, but I mm-hmm. do feel like the body is what, like 86% water, something's outraged. I don't know mm-hmm. the exact, but science wasn't my forte. That's for my cousin. But mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I feel like if the moon can control the tides of the ocean, I do feel like the moon can control everyday people just because of how our body is mm-hmm. molecularly made up yeah. but i don't know man like i just feel like a lot of things are people care people we're in a very 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 weird space right like i unplugged like i've unplugged from twitter for about a year now and like i have a page but like mm-hmm. my page don't nobody know what the name is i really only follow like business accounts and like dan okay. rather and people like that Cause I just go for like information. Cause it's one of the things like I control my insanity. Like I gotcha. control my environment. Yeah. And you know, like I was explaining, Oh, this goes back to, I feel like a lot of stuff stems from mental illness. Cause you know, like I was explaining to someone like it's this YouTube personality and his, he's the king of calling people fat phobic. And he's okay. the king of calling, um, calling out people a bit fat phobic. And, you know, like I had to explain to myself, I said, you do know there's like skinny phobic too. I said, that's not the, I think the term is messio, it's something with an M. I don't mm-hmm. know the exact word, but pretty much the same way people say you discriminate against people for being fat. It's the people who are extremely skinny say you you discriminate against them. You saying mm-hmm. that you don't, because it do, like when people are extremely skinny, you say they have an eating disorder. You say they're unhealthy. You say they on drugs. You say this and that's like, it goes both mm-hmm. ways. Right. But my kid would be like, okay, with that fat phobic thing, this is going to sound so messed up. Somebody made a tweet. was like, I'm not fat phobic. I just don't like your fat ass. <laughs> and 
that's true because you know like i do feel like we're in a more accepting i don't think people really acknowledge how far we've come because i remember like i was talking to um i got two gay kids um my little house i have a 20 um two-year-old and i have a 17 year old Mm -hmm. and then like my 22 year old i was just telling him like if so many things, baby, you got it so easy. I was like, what? Because I was like, when I was in high school, we didn't do that come out the closet shit. Like, mm-hmm. you just like, it was like, I never was bullied. I don't have no, I have nothing like that. Like, people leave me alone because I'm, I'm a nice person. Mm-hmm. But it, but like, wasn't nobody just openly. And like, we had so many studs. My mm-hmm. school was extremely small. My graduating class was 83 and eight girls were studs. So that is, wow. that is the highest. Yeah, that <laughs> and is. Was, <laughs> <laughs> and like you had so many studs and you know like I was telling him like me and him I was like boy we only about five six years apart you was openly gay you dyed your hair like y'all can do all of that stuff mm-hmm. like I was joking him about like even online dating I said boy I had it so hard I was like we didn't have apps mm-hmm. we was going on Craigslist trying to meet people like it was wow. just a different <laughs> yeah no, it yeah. was real because it's just like, you know, like y'all need to acknowledge how far we come. And yeah. people get such selective memory and it's mm-hmm. so crazy. Mm-hmm. I really feel like, am I not? Because I live in reality. I remember, because I remember I, I, one of my biggest wake up calls um, years ago, I want to say like, this like 2014, I, had, I was a, a hiring manager for Macy's. And I worked in like the the corporate office Mm -hmm. and I had cracked a Twitter joke with a real person. Well, that sounds so silly, but you know, like with an Uh everyday person and she didn't get it. Wow. Like, cause she sang and she sung a Beyonce song. No, she sang. And then my friend was like, she sounded just like Beyonce. And I was like, Beyonce, Beyonce, you mean (laughs) Luther Vandross. And the girl legit got her feelings hurt. And she did not and I had to explain to her, like, oh, that's for online joke, do 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 And it was then it that reminded me like I don't I don't I don't believe in my own hype. You can't like mm-hmm. y'all y'all live in virtual reality worlds, like y'all y'all think y'all still y'all go on Twitter, mm-hmm. talk to the same people that you've never met in person, yeah. that y'all all vouch for each other. <laughs> but y'all drag those you can't for doing it. Or you drag like People having Finsta accounts like they drag Demi Lovato for having a Finsta account. That's who people business. I don't give like I don't mm-hmm. give a mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And there, you know, there's a there's truth. It's true what you're saying with the whole mental illness connection because yeah. something is off. You know what I'm saying? For you to be that reactive to to everything because right. a lot of this stuff that's going on has always been going on. Nothing is nothing is really that like I'm not, there hasn't been a real like drastic like push of hate. I would say it's yeah, racial tensions are higher, but that's mm-hmm. just because of the, but in terms of like physical and like aesthetic based bias mm-hmm. and stuff like like sexual like homophobia, it's just like baby. Do you know how hard it was for me to find one gay person to see on TV growing up? Mm-hmm. Like, do you know how much of an enigma that was? Like, I mm-hmm. remember, like, I didn't watch no 
like the only gay people I remember it was the um the the, the living color. They wasn't even gay for real. That was a stereotype. Mm-hmm. And then it was like um I actually wrote an article about this. It was like in living color. Or then it'll be like the dude from like the Jada Pika Smith. They was always extremely feminine. Or like mm-hmm. if it was gonna be like a kiss, it was always two girls. Mm-hmm. And then like I did, I miss Noah's art. Noah's art, I, I, that wasn't in my age group. <laughs> Maybe it ain't nothing but that on TV now. Like true. I just watched three hours of Drag Race on VH1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, it wasn't like that before. That's very true. And that and, wasn't even mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. Probably within the past five years or so, yeah. um, you've seen the uptick. And f- for me, if you if people are looking for a way to balance themselves out, because, I, I you know, people are have become very reactive and, you know, ultra sensitive, uh-huh. I think it would be beneficial for you to just like how you sat and watched c-span instead of love Mm -hmm. and hip-hop for a few hours Mm -hmm. find talk to the older generations you know the ones that are getting older before they they leave the earth have Mm -hmm. conversations with them because i always um try to do that and i hear some fascinating stories that really help me balance different things out um do my own research it just it just really Mm -hmm. helps with your overall way of processing things that and you know my thing is i give people i tell this story all the time so when i was 20 like i had my cosmetology license when i got 26 i went back to i went to cosmetology school and i was like because um i wanted to just do nails but my mama was i my mama bullied me into going to cosmetology school because <laughs> she was like you're so talented you do hair anyway for a side hustle just get your license she's like you always fall back on it and I went and I spent, and this is going like, I did a complete unplug. So I called AT&T. I cut my cell phone service off for a year. If I wasn't in Wi-Fi or at home, well, if, literally, if I wasn't in Wi-Fi, you couldn't reach me. And I did that for a year. Wow. And then, like, I, because I crack the joke all the time. And it's, y'all can just say I'm talking about whoever I'm going to talk to. If it don't apply, let it fly. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy to me that so many people talk about they're in therapy, but they still a bitch. Or they're still rude, or they're still no. That's for real. Like, and I will gladly tell you off it. Or if you got Patreon exclusive content, I will gladly name names. But mm-hmm. it's like y'all whole platforms be mental health and yeah. um mm. mental health and therapy. But you're still a bitch. You're still messy. Mm. You're still toxic. Mm. And you've been in therapy for all these years. But yeah, my thing is. So what I did was I did a lot of soul searching, and what I did was I made a list. And on that list, I wrote down, like, anybody that, like, I fell out with or, like, I broke up with. And then also on that list, I made a list of all the negative things that people said about me and, like, negative qualities that I heard. And I was honest. I, like, I wanted to, I was like, okay, I ruined this situation. They ruined it. Okay, this really, I really was this. I really did this. Mm. Some people, and then it's like, apologizing to people isn't closure. It was a few people I reached out to. I apologized to. I took accountability. Mm-hmm. I needed them. Mm-hmm. Other people, I just chopped the deuces. Mm-hmm. Well, you now, just... Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, but you need to ask, like, now, it is nothing you can tell me about myself. Mm-hmm. I can look at somebody, and I'll be like, we won't get along, because yeah. I know me. And it's like, I used... When I was in college, I was clinically depressed, and they put me on antidepressant medicine. Mm-hmm. It didn't work. 
Mm-hmm. I I literally made myself better in the stupidest way. I was on Google. This one I was twenty one. I was on Google and it was like, dope. When you work out, you promote dopamine. Dopamine is what makes you smile. I became a fitness junkie and I wasn't depressed no more. Like it is so. Wow. I know that sounds so stupid. But it, no. But it added structure to my life and like that was another time where I unplugged because I got that from my one of my best friends because we used to go home for Christmas break he would put his phone on airplane mode he wouldn't talk to anybody for a month hmm. and he was like he said I just got to recenter and I did the same thing like I literally would wake up I would eat breakfast I would go to work I would come home I would talk to Fresh because this one she had frontastical I would write hmm. for her and I would go to the gym for two hours I did that seven days a week I lost it was crazy like I lost 58 pounds in four in like five weeks like oh. i lost a crazy wow. but I, was a, I, I was a fitness junkie like i was running 10 miles a day just what? for a warm up because what happens is like i don't i'm not a number counter so what ended up happening was i want it's so stuff is so like easy that um because my friend gave me one tip she's like if you gonna do the treadmill do it on the incline I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So I would do it on the incline and I would like wear like a hoodie and stuff and I would just walk on the incline and I'd be like, I walk and I'll do an hour. And then, you know, like once you do it for a week, you're able to build up your endurance. So it went from doing like, you know, two miles an hour, then it went up to three. Then mm-hmm. I, okay, now I can jog on this. Now I can run on this. I would do that and then I would do like, I, um, circuit train. So like I would do trip and then I would do, Arms, legs, abs, arms, legs, abs, arms, legs. Like, I would just mix it up. Mm-hmm. I didn't look in the mirror. I wasn't on a scale. Like, I was just doing it. Literally, I wasn't trying to lose weight. I was just trying to get happy. Hmm. And then I remember I caught the mirror and I was like, look at these funhouse mirrors in this damn gym. That ain't me. And then I took a picture. I said, who the fuck is this? Wow. And I went in my closet and I'm putting on clothes and I'm just falling off. And I said, what the hell? Wow. And then like, I used to, I never lived on campus. I lived three miles from campus. I used to run to campus to work out. Like I was retarded. Like, <laughs> oops, that word is so rude. I, don't I know. I, yeah, don't but know. I, I caught myself. But um, <laughs> so much stuff just be so simple. You know, like a lot of people, I see them and I just be like, you're doing this out of hurt. Like, yeah, and if because like even the person that I mentioned, you know, that that say he's the king, calling people fat phobic. Mm-hmm. You can't bully nobody into liking you because it's just like when I look at you, when I look at y'all, when I catch y'all tweeting at night, it's I just wish I had a boyfriend. I just wish people liked me. To see, me. that's what it is. But mm. but see, the I'm, difference between you and those people who's who've been in, who've been circling the same mountain of therapy for ten plus years. Is mm-hmm. honesty and self accountability. If if you don't do that, you're not gonna get anywhere. You're still gonna be the same dusty, nasty person you've always been. It's that, and I think it also goes back to like people don't have real conversations with real people. Like yeah. I have a like my friends group is very um, diverse. Like I have gay friends, straight friends, married friends, older friends, younger friends. Um, and you know, like I have open conversations like with my mom and like with other older, and, like I like, um, like about marriage. So like, you know, like my, um, uh, cause you know, like I use like this coming from like me. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I love me. Mimi is my favorite. Like I love, if like I watch Housewives, I watch it for her and I love her interviews. Like I met her in person. She was mm-hmm. super nice. I'm sorry. Who was it? 
Nene Leaks. Like, oh, okay. Super, like she's super nice. Um, she just like just don't catch. And you know, like she does a lot of interviews. And you know, like because that thing is saying she's in an open marriage. And you know, her thing is she did um, lip service. Mm-hmm. And you know, she's kind of broken down. And she literally, she's like, I'll never divorce Greg. Her, she's like, I'll never leave my husband. We'll always be married on paper because he needs my health insurance. Wow. Because I make more money than him, and he's sick. So I would never do, and you know, like that's a lot of people. There like, it is, and they just don't say anything. They don't have to. Like that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, um, you know, she also was talking about, like, you know, she, and you know, like people gotta understand, like she gave that man her twenties and her thirties. Mm-hmm. She didn't have menopause. She didn't bounce back. She want to live. She want to mm-hmm. go out. Like wow. she. Wanna, so yeah, she maybe she do have a little side dude, and like she, she, you know, she she has to travel for work. Like you know, maybe she, mm-hmm. Greg is older than her. He lived his life. Mm-hmm. She didn't like, cause you like you get your twenties and your thirties to somebody. Now you in your forties and your fifties, you gotta do it again. Like yeah. no, you want to live. Yeah, so, it's and, and like, that's probably one of the realest things I've heard in a long time because I I, I know of someone, um, he married a, a younger girl. And there was a huge age gap between them. So uh-huh. years went by and she just, she just couldn't do it. She just, cause she was like, I need, I need space, you know, because yeah. she realized that she had gotten into it way too young. So him being the mature selfless person that he is, he was like, go out and do your thing. I'll be here if you want to come back. And she did, you know, whatever she needed well, to get out of her rules. You know, like Nene said, they have rules. Like, um, you know, like, don't do, I, can, I don't want to know the person. Don't do nobody in my circle. Like, if you right. don't, they need to know you married. Ain't no, you paying bills, you buying gifts. Like, it just needs to be pretty much like you just busting a nut. Like, if that's what you need to yeah. do. Yeah. That's what you need to do. And, you know, it's so many people like that. And it's like, I've had open conversations with my partner, but like, we're not in an open relationship any, but I told him like, you know, like, these are just my views. Like whatever, like I said, I'd rather you be extremely open with me and we have an open conversation about compromise and, you know, like what's going on and this and that. And, you know, like be understanding. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. cause like people have infidelity, they have all this and that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's just, a, it's about compromise. But you know, I have real, I just have real expectations on, life like I don't live in a virtual reality world like it just it is what it is mm-hmm. like, like when Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce I really felt like he just cheated with somebody that was intellectual I don't I don't really think it was that um I don't really think it was Dame Dash ex-wife Rachel no no I really think it was just somebody he could talk to because at the end of the day that age gap stuff is real it is and I'm sorry can we please keep it all the way real because they make it as if wasn't no cheating going on between them before that I because like, no, like, at the end of the day like and it goes back to my example he had beyonce she was a teenager yeah like and if you even look at her like when she like they aged her up bad like she used to walk around like she was going to galas as like lynn whitfield like beyonce used to really be like mm-hmm. i ain't gonna say barefoot and pregnant but you get like she was a trophy like she wasn't even a trophy wife. Like, I think that was, was upbringing, but not, not just my thing. I think that was. But upbringing. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because like I cracked the example. Like, okay, Katie, she was 22 singing "Cater to You." Yeah. And like, and you know, like Kelly was finna get married. I was like, damn, Kelly was finna get married at 20. Stuff like that be so crazy to mm-hmm. me. 
Because, like, and that's nothing, because I tell people all the time, like, when they be talking about celebrities, when I tell them, I was like, you know, they're the same age as somebody I know in real life. They just get dumbfounded. They be like, huh? Mm. I said, yeah, it make a lot more sense now, don't it? Yeah. They be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, mm. Yeah. And I, you know, me personally, I think there's a couple of more years tacked onto Beyonce than they said, but still, she had, I, I agree. That with man her. still got a decade plus on her. Exactly. And she had, she grew up really fast. Yeah. So I, I agree with what you're, you're saying. Um, wow. But, um, just Aretha Franklin. Like I love all. Like mm-hmm. I don't. There ain't never gonna be a real biopic because Aretha Franklin not gonna tell her real bitch. That's right. And like, cause you know she has some stuff stuff going on. But like, one of my favorite things about Aretha is like all her shows. She wanted her money in cash in a suitcase, mm-hmm. and she used to fan herself with it. And that's why she always used to take her purse on stage because niggas steal. Yeah. Like. Because like me and um, I like I love that she be like anybody can step for her music as long as you don't cuss. Like I love like old school, you know, tea like that, like stuff like yes. that. <laughs> and like, the- I love, like Gladys Knight need a biopic. That she girl, do. I want to see her talk about losing all that money gambling in the casino. Like she mm-hmm. lost like half a million dollars one night. Mm-hmm. Her son faking his um. Her son faking being kidnapped, her being an alcoholic, like yeah. But with Diane Carroll, I don't know as quiet as it's kept. Her and Sydney Poitier used to kick it back in the day, mm-hmm. and I don't think a lot of people realized um, that after you know she gave it up to him, like he ain't want to have nothing to do with her. She was a whore as far as he was concerned because I think he was married at the time. Right when, when all of that happened, and you know, we saw how Bill Cosby got what ended up happening to him. But please keep in mind, people, that him and Sidney Poitier was tight back in the day. So birds are the same feather. I I, well, I don't know if they're trying to dig up his dirt or they choosing to leave him alone. But you can't put nothing past nobody. I'm just saying. I mean, a lot of people have at the end of the day, like a lot of people have dirt. Like Ray Charles used to beat up on his wives, right? Like, Domestic, uh, Curtis. Um, I was gonna say Curtis Blow, dear God. Uh, <laughs> no, the oldest, thing, uh, like all of them used to be heavy handed, and you know, like, yeah, it was just a different time, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, you could slap your wife in black and white, like, you could, like, uh, what was that show? He's like, I seen it to the moon, Sally. Like, that was really a uh, he's like, straight to the moon, you know, what show I'm like, that black and white show, like. Yeah, I can't that remember the name of it, but I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was literally a metaphor for I'm gonna beat your ass. Like, oh that's my literally God. what that meant. You never knew that? No. He was like, one of these days, I'm gonna send you straight to the moon. That means I'm gonna uppercut you. What in the world? See what I'm saying? Like, oh. that's literally what that means. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Mm. Wow. And then this with the whole the la- the lady that you know knew the the mess about Oprah and her dating life. Um, when she was maybe, uh, I think she was nine or 10. Um, her mom was like, cause they, you know, they would go to church service sometimes during the week. So she was like, come on, we're going to church service. Dr. King is speaking tonight. I was like, you saw Martin Luther King speak. And she was like, yeah. So when she got older, you know, trying to be big and bad and hang with everybody with peer pressure and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, it was around the time Malcolm X had gotten assassinated. 
So people was marching, and she was in, she's in Harlem. She was in Harlem. So people was marching in the streets and all of that. And she had snuck out her bedroom window to go and start marching with people. So she remembers, I can't remember the name of the street that they was marching down, but it was a guy in the front directing where the crowd would go. And he mm-hmm. was like, all right, we're fitting to make this, 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 this left turn on third. And he, he had signaled his hand to the left. Girl, man, everybody went left and her ass went right. She was like, you know what? I'm going back home. I'm not about to get into whatever it is they're about to get into, you know, with the looting mm-hmm. and all of that. So, I mean, it's just interesting to, to hear, you know, different stories like that. So how do you feel about people picking and choosing um, when to bring up somebody dirt to like cancel them and when not like for an example you know like Cicely Tyson loved her to death she was a homeworker or like you know mm-hmm. like Maya Angelou was a prostitute mm-hmm. or like um because I made the comment I was like y'all only cancel people y'all never liked to begin with mm-hmm. if you're not gonna cancel like it was easy for a lot of people to cancel R. Kelly because y'all don't listen to R. Kelly we're not in our we're not fucking um niggas in our dance who's 38 who was listening to 12 play like yeah it's easy for us to cancel r kelly we're not listening to i believe i can fly on a daily basis like that's not really an inconvenience but like um like with christette michelle oh we cancel her y'all was listening to that woman to begin with so but versus like for an example you know like the clark sisters have said homophobic stuff before but y'all act like y'all don't see it or like you know um Mm -hmm. You know, like y'all they love pick and choose. You pick and choose. You know, mm-hmm. like the stallion used the f bomb, mm-hmm. but y'all, I, y'all let it go. Or like Azalea Banks, because they're funny. You well, the music is good. When it comes people like that, you separate the art from the artist. Or you know, like because it's just certain things. Like I'm gonna separate the art from the artist, but it's just certain things. Like I can't listen to Lil Boosie no more. I can't. Like, mm-hmm. not even like it was pre Zion way. Like when he was talking about like black and his daughter, I, 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 I don't right. Like, right, right, exactly. But so, how do you feel about like you know or like okay, the prime example? Okay, like the Madam C J Walker. Did you watch the Madam C J Walker thing? Not yet. I need to watch it. Okay, so here's my problem with that. It was it was made up. Like it was like so what? so. It was fictionalized. So the thing is, like, Madam C.J. Walker wasn't even the first millionaire. Yeah. Um, the woman, I forget her name, it's just slipped my mind, it's like, who she was, her antagonist in the movie, she was the first millionaire. And, like, everything about that movie was a lie. So, like, Madam wow. C.J. Walker, so, like, because they made her, like, this, you know, it's played by Octavia Spencer, which is one of my favorite actresses. Um, even after you saw know, go, Mother, what's, what's the name of that movie? My, People know I go like people don't understand like I I grew up on comedy since like like I like black as fuck I like Reno nine one one like I have a very like mm-hmm. you know I'm not easily offended like I used to watch mm-hmm. like so my sense of humor is different. She used to be on this show on Comedy Central called Halfway Home. That was how that's and this was like when I was in high school mm-hmm. and it's literally about a group of people from my and living in a halfway house. And she played a kleptomaniac, and she wow. was and she and she was like a sex demon, like she loved freaking on people, and <laughs> like it was a comedy role. So like that's where I know her from. And mm. then like 
And every time she do, she's just funny because every time she do a movie, <laughs> it's just, she always do something petty that just cracks me up. Okay, like she was in this movie called Snowpiercer with Chris Evans. And it's about um it's about um the government released this gas to combat global warming and they accidentally froze the earth. And this billionaire made this train beforehand that circles the entire earth in one year. And like each and like the train is huge. It's like a mile long. Mm-hmm. But like they're like dead ass poor eating each other in the bottom of the caboose and come to find out like the rich people eat sushi every day. Like what so it was like <laughs> So in the movie, it's a scene where like they just take the little kids, like like in the slave train. And so like she gets beat up. And it, the movie is actually made by the dude that made Parasite, the one that Oscar. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, he's Asian and he was like yeah, I, I, he was like, yeah, I based that scene off of the Rodney King beatings. And Octavia Spencer said, well, and so Octavia Spencer said, she said, well, we was all covered in dirt, so we was all dark skinned. What the fuck you mean, Rodney King? Oh, my God. So that's why I like Octavia Spencer, because she's retarded. Oh, I got to say that. She's hilarious. Like, <laughs> I oh go, but so like, because <laughs> she's just silly, and she has a gracious. Like I love Ma. Ma is one of the funniest people. <laughs> I could I could watch Ma every single day, dog. Like, cause she warms my heart. Like, cause mm-hmm. she's just so her face is so expressive, and she's just a the same way people grew up like an Oprah. And it's like, oh, I love Oprah. Oprah really a bitch. I really do believe I could <laughs> just gotta. Cause like everything she do is funny. Just like even on her birthday, she was like. Happy 50th birthday to me. Yes, I've been lying about my age for seven years just because I can. That is hilarious. <laughs> like, but um, what I was saying was like, so with the um, Madam C.J. Walker movie, mm-hmm. you know, like they made up everything. So what happened was Madam C.J. Walker actually isn't a hero. She's low-key a scam artist. And it's fucked up because it's like, y'all got to... Because I told people, y'all got to quit making these biopics and ruining these people's legacies because mm-hmm. they really wasn't all crystal clean like they used to be. So what happened was, in the movie, they said she met this light-skinned woman that made all these hair care products, and she copied the, you know, she made her own version based off of her. Mm-hmm. Her business grew up because she related to people because she looked like an everyday person. She bought her factory. She built her school. And the woman just kept copying her. That's not how that happened in real life. In real life, Madam C.J. Walker was that, because the woman, like, because Madam C.J. Walker and the woman, they factories was in St. Louis. So, like, they moved here. Mm. And so, and, like, the woman has her own street here, because she really did used to give back to our communities and everything else. Mm. I just really forgot her name. Mm. I was going to say Hattie McDaniels, because that's the actress, so that's why I didn't say it. That ain't me. I know who Hattie McDaniels is. So what happened was, uh, Madam C.J. Walker was her mentee and the woman blew her business up and opened her first school and Madam C.J. Walker stole her um, her comb, the um, hot comb and her formula and she just marketed. She stole all that woman's stuff and started her business that way. Wow. She's a crook. And then like the yeah. woman was actually a millionaire. Madam C.J. Walker never was actually even a millionaire, but it's like 
y'all made your own block hot making all these yeah biopics like I'm, I'm so tired of that what is the point of making a biopic if you're just gonna sensationalize it it's that well you just made it up like you just made it up like yeah. you just like y'all gotta quit making michael i mean um martin luther king stuff yeah, i didn't know he like white women to cheat on his wife and all that stuff thank you I didn't know that uh going back to Jackie Kennedy, I didn't know that she didn't like him. And I didn't know mm-hmm. that Martin Luther King cracked a a, a off color joke at John F. Kennedy funeral. Or was it was either the, one of the other, like it was mm-hmm. the, whichever one of them died first, the other person cracked the off color joke mm-hmm. about the message funeral. Yeah, like y'all gotta quit making biopics because like you're ruining the legacy. Exactly. Ruining the I don't love. know what y'all finna find out about Harriet Tubman, but leave her alone. Leave, um, <laughs> but what's crazy is y'all make all them biopics, but you're not gonna make people like Langston Hughes and all them because you don't want to talk about how they're gay. Uh, thank y'all you. Where's James Baldwin's um biopic? Hello, I, or you know, like okay, like canceling people. Prince was homophobic, Prince literally has a song saying all gay people go to hell, but y'all not gonna cancel Prince, yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to talk about it all the time because mm-hmm. he was a Jehovah's yeah, Witness. He yeah. a Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. And he really didn't believe it. And like, Prince wasn't gay. Prince was... I don't think Prince had been right. I think because gender um, gender identity and um, like how you dress and your sexual orientation too. Gender identity and um, like sexual orientation two completely different things. Like, mm-hmm. Prince is just non-binary. He don't believe like a dress belongs to a woman. He just believes exactly. a, dress, a, dress, a dress. That was his thing. Like exactly. If he was still alive, <laughs> he would have his proper pronouns and you know titles and all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, I, um, my I selective canceling is just very interesting. I think it's hypocritical and a waste of time, um, because. You have people who who done said things ten years ago. They were a different person, a different mindset. You know, Absolutely. because when you watch some of these shows from the eighties and the nineties, you watch the reruns. I'm like, yo, none of this mess would have been able to fly today. Some Absolutely. of the lines that they be saying. So you cannot. Uh, let me put it this way: Could you imagine if Flavor of Love came on in 2019 <laughs> and pumped and spit on New York? No, honestly. Could you imagine in 2019, 20 beautiful 21 to 23-year-old women are fighting over Flavor Flav to the point, and he literally told them, I'm going to take you somewhere romantic and take you to KFC Chicken and Red Lobster and have y'all dancing to hip-hop music, mm-hmm. and then literally a white woman spits on a black woman on national TV. They would have found Pumpkin's address. They, they would have jacked her up. It wouldn't have aired. No. They would have to pull it. It wouldn't the have made it. Way they yeah, pull yeah. fucking sorority sisters and they pull everything else. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. It, it would And like now, with the meat movement, that's sh- him rubbing on them and that, that shit wouldn't fly. No. The same way, like the game and it'll net like them dating shows. I don't know what the bachelor mm-hmm. do. Like, I guess they white, so they, they, they can monitor them. Uh huh. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have happened. And when you was talking about R. Kelly, I was thinking about when I was in high school, and I know I speak for a lot of people when I say this. Older men dating teenagers, girls was not a big deal. And I'm not trying to no. undermine or dis- be dismissive about it, but it was just something that, that they did. 
And mm-hmm. you know, if the girl was in a certain mindset, some girls, some some teenagers, they want purposely they want that. older men, and it was nobody talked about it. Um, that is extremely big in like the get here in the gay community. Um, and you know, like I have to chalk it up to, I'm really big on uh like no means no, like sexual assault, like mm-hmm. I'm quick to call somebody a pedophile or that's nasty, like. I'm not a judgmental person, but when it comes to shit like that, oh, I, I don't play, like, certain age gaps, oh, I'm very, like, I'm very vocal about, that's nasty, get the mm-hmm. fuck on somewhere. Like, I am very protective of stuff like that. I'm, like, I'm literally one of them people, like, I don't care if y'all been sucking and fucking for 38 minutes. If 39, one person said, I'm done, and you don't finish, get the fuck out, like, you violent, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, um, cause you know, like, so like with the LGBTQ community, especially like with gay men, um, it's so weird because, you know, because I think, um, like because being gay was so frowned upon, a lot of gay men wasn't able to act on their sexual urges at a healthy age, the same way that heterosexual males and females is Mm -hmm. so you know like with puberty they're not able to actively you know like kiss hold hands Mm -hmm. mess around you Mm -hmm. know dry hump watch porn Mm -hmm. they have to wait till they're they have to like where you might have had your first kiss at 13 Mm -hmm. a gay man might have to wait he in college and he not about his family so he 18 19 so he's six seven years delayed right and then also you know like the AIDS academic wiped out a lot of gay men and then like because I remember when I first like got on like one of the dating apps it was always older men I'd be like ew the fuck is wrong with you Mm. and they'd be so like it's it's so weird. Like, they'll literally be like, I'll pay you $100 just to sit in the same room as you. I'd be like, what the fuck is wow. wrong with you? Or they'll say, like, I'll send you $50 on cash up if you show me your feet. Or they'll say, they'll literally oh say, like, God. I'll pay you just to watch you jack off. Like, I'll pay you just wow. to, or, like, they're like, I'll pay you just to smell your underwear. Like, they're weird. And, like, even, like, with the age gaps and everything else, it's so weird because, you know, heterosexual um benchmarks and everything is very easy because you're raised like you go to college you know like you know mm-hmm. just stereotypes 30 you gotta you gotta have a kid like mm-hmm. you know your biological clock ticking you gotta be married by 30 start having kids at 35 okay gay people don't they don't have to have kids so that benchmark gets pushed up and so it's a very it's very mixy because like even um like I'm very critical of like my partner's friend circles and like my best friend friend circle not to like I don't go around it I'm just very observant because mm-hmm. you know like um like I'm like because people be like well you like your youngest like me I have a very like my younger friends like um this rapper kid Ken that's one of my kids he's 17 that's not my that's not my friend we're not mm-hmm. friends. We're mentee mentor. That's like my son. Mm-hmm. That's our relate. It's like I'm not finna sit on him. We're not finna kiki on the damn phone. Right. I literally be like, you do your damn homework. Did you do 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 do? That's our friendship. Mm-hmm. And you know, like it would be where thirty seven year olds dating 
19 year olds but it's okay because oh we all gay it ain't no problem i said that's fucking damn. oh wow they don't look at that you know like because i used to have the pinpoint stuff like and that goes back to me you know bringing up people ages because like i remember i was in a situation where this 35 year old was beefing with this 21 year old and i said something i said why do y'all even know each other Mm-hmm. He's like, excuse me. I said, why do y'all know each other? Mm-hmm. Was that supposed to mean? I said, well, what example did I use? I said, okay, does Shy Jackson, the little girl from Twitter, no fucking um, that's like her beefing with Kaya. Why do y'all know each other? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. But everything gets you know mixed up because there's no there's no reference points. So, like, when it comes to, like, age and everything, I just think certain things are, it's just. Well, I mean, because with the examples that you gave, there's a lot of depravity going on. Right. They cannot express themselves. So, they develop, you know, different types of outlets. I don't want to say unhealthy, but it can be unhealthy. But unconventional. Develop, you know? I'm just going to say unconventional. But then even, like, with men, this going to sound so fucked up. My thing with men is, because I remember this, this when I was a mean boy, God forgive me. Um, it was this girl I didn't like when I was in hair school. And she's the same age as me. Uh, so I was 24 at the time. She was 24 at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I was 25. We was both 25. And her husband, she was recently married. He was 40. And she used to brag, I'm married, I'm married, I'm married, I'm married. And I had to crack her face real quick. I said... Because he had kids and everything. I said, he married you because you're too young to know his friend circle and know his real dirt. Let's call a thing a thing. Mm-hmm. I said, when older men date younger girls, it's because, one, they can't pull women they age because they're losers or they dogs or they got baggage. Two, they know you're not up on game. Like when they was out here running the block and, you know, hitting this and hitting that, mm-hmm. you're too young to pull them resources and pull their card. That's what that, it'd be a power thing. Mm-hmm. It'd be a, that's where a lot of that comes from. And that works for women and, you know, young boys too and mm-hmm. everything else. But yeah. it's all this very, I don't know, like, because what's crazy is like me and my partner is only, three years and some months apart and that's too much like we have differences <laughs> and you think that's crazy but like he'll mention something I'm like I ain't grow up on that shit like <laughs> well I mean for for me I can say me and you know the person that I'm with it's it's a pretty good age gap but at the same time from since I was a little girl people have told me I have an old spirit like I've always gravitated right. towards older people so right I'm not surprised that, you know, I ended up with someone who's, you know, several years older than me. And, and, and the other thing is it happened at a later point of our lives. Cause if I was like yeah. 19 and he was 37, that's something totally different. Like, yeah, you, but I feel wow. like if you're 50 and he's 62 or you're 40, yeah. and he's 50, that's yeah. different. That's different. Or like you're 30 and you dating somebody for you, that's different. Yeah. But like you're 24 and you dating a 36 year old. Right. What do y'all have in common? Right. You can't benefit him. He can't benefit you. Right. Like, like nah, right. Nah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, like I said, like I said, I ain't, 
But this one of the things, like, if that's what you want to do, that's what you do. Just don't come to me because I'm going to tell you my honest opinion. Because, mm-hmm. like, I used to want to study psych, like, I just want to study people. Like, I, I didn't want to be a psychiatrist. I just love, like, patterns. It's like I'm a very mm-hmm. observant person. So, you know, like, I always try to read the room and read the situation. But yeah. it's like, you got to know what you signed up for. Because I'm like, right. older man, this older dude tried to talk to me. And I was, he was 39, 40. And he was like, oh, I just want you in a house cooking and cleaning. I said, I'm not barefoot contestant. Like, dog, I am very, like, <laughs> mm. I cook, I clean. Like, I do all that. But it's like, that's just because that's called being an adult. I don't subscribe to, I don't give agency to stereotypes. Mm. So I don't give agency into, I'm Betty Homemaker. Bitch, this ain't the 60s. Like, <laughs> I ain't a housewife. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gonna cook, I'm gonna cook. You gonna do good. We both bring it home bacon. We both making bacon mm-hmm. sandwiches. I don't play that shit. Yeah. And like you, know. you said, people be having agendas because when I was when I was younger, I think when I was in college, this one chick was dating a dude way older than her. We was like, girl, what is you doing? She, she was very specific. She was like, I'm just trying to get through dental school because he was paying for everything. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. But, I mean, but at the same time, okay, but... I hope you work through that trauma. Okay. Okay. That's you really be like, I was talking to, um, and this kind of goes back to like the current thing, I guess kind of made us go full circle. Yamie, I was watching something on PBS and it was talking about um, parents upset that they can't celebrate graduations because of Corona. Mm-hmm. And they was like, the woman, she was a child. She said, she was like, that's y'all. Y'all kids don't fucking care. They was like, Preschoolers ain't fucking crying. They can't graduate. You're crying because you can't brag on your kids. That's right. And, and she was saying, what you don't understand is you're putting trauma on your child because mm-hmm. you're being selfish. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, did you see that video of that little girl who was protesting? She was like, uh, Darcy was brain. Yeah, she was, she like, was real angry. I didn't like that video. Me neither. Actually, don't put that trauma on that little girl. Right. Right. I really didn't like that. Like, that didn't sit right with me. I didn't like this. And it was this picture of this pregnant woman. She was like, I'm pregnant. I should be at home on bed rest, but I'm out here protesting. And it's going to sound so messed up. You should be at home because what's going to happen is if you get hit with a rubber bullet on mm-hmm. accident, mm-hmm. you're going to have a miscarriage and you're going to be screaming murder. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be some, like, some stuff is preventative. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm really one of the people like, like I tell people all the time, I'm not like um, you know, like I think like people are like, do you trust me? I say I trust you to do what I know they're gonna do. I'm not gonna get mad at an alcoholic if I leave them in a bar. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get mad at a crackhead if I left my car unlocked. Right. So I no. So if you when you go to a protest, it's just like when you go to six class and you go on a, a roller coaster, mm-hmm. you gotta sign a waiver. Right. So, yeah she you expecting a baby no you need to be at home sorry that's and that's coming from a, a woman who's all about um mothering and children you have no business and you have no business bringing your small children out there because to me stop projecting your th- thoughts some of them crazy and some of your feelings oh, onto your children from a safety measure you want your child tear gassed right you want your child hit with a rubber bullet right you want your child hit with a brick exactly you want to see your child 
okay, y'all know children are very impressionable. Mm-hmm. You want to see your child throwing mocktails and burning buildings and yeah. stealing them. Yep. Like, I understand. You know, educate your children, read them some books, explain to them, sit them down, talk to them. And the let, them, let them develop their own mind because I, I had to give... I had to give major props to a parent who caught herself one day. Mm-hmm. You know, she she hates Trump, so she was constantly going in around Trump on Trump, mm-hmm. you know, and her kids be around. She didn't realize how much it was affecting them until one day she saw her daughter popping off about Trump. And it was like, okay, little girl, why are you so angry? And then she realized that it was coming from her. So she had to reel back because she knows that her kids need to develop their own mind when it comes in their own opinion when it comes to things like that don't do it because your your mom don't like it or you know, because your mom is doing it you know like you grow up you have your own experience and you make your own that, and it kind of go both ways because you know like um you know like the example um like i have to explain it's a lot of things i have to teach my mom you know she asked me questions you know about like trends like i have to explain to her desire weight situation Mm-hmm. And you know, like she, her thing was she kind of said whatever she was like. You like, you know, she's like, I believe the parents should do what they want to do. I just really pray that they don't, you know, um, give him the reassignment surgery at that young age. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her, and you know, like when I, I, I said, who do you know get plastic surgery at ten? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, mm-hmm. I said, I said, yeah, like I said, you know, you just ignorant as in lack of knowledge not like you are ignorant bitch. Right. you're like there's no 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 better and I was like you know and I explained her everything I said you know the most she can do is she can do um puberty suppressors to where um you know so when she can't get surgery until she's 18 anyway so what she gonna do is she, I mean she can you know prevent her balls from dropping and stuff like that and um and I said you know just because she, die away or didn't buy a trans don't mean she's ever gonna get surgery she can mm-hmm. keep whatever she wants to keep mm-hmm. and do whatever mm-hmm. and she's like when well, you put it that way they do make a lot of sense and i was like yeah you know like you know just you know just if you got a question ask and then like the example of like and she was like you see andy cohen said they wouldn't let him donate blood because he was gay i said that's always been a law that's always and i said no that's always been a law i said yeah. i said do you know where that came from because they said gay people started HIV. That's why we can't mm-hmm. gay men. And she was like, oh. Yeah, that's where it came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like, okay. Yeah. Not, so a lot of things she's like, I get it now. I get it. Mm-hmm. Like some people like, you got to work with people. I will never forget. I was at the Hillary, one of Hillary Clinton's events when she was running for president. It was the one where the Black Lives Matter people crashed it. And they was yelling at <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> it was, uh-huh. And um she literally was like i'm listening what like fill me in what's the cheat sheet what's the game plan Mm -hmm. they had nothing they were so busy like yelling at her like that's the thing like their thing was they didn't expect her to care and she came in and she said okay like i heard it like i heard with my own tears she said what can i do do we need to go in the back what's the game plan let's go Hmm. I'm ready to grow. You can hear a pin drop. Nothing. Oh, my God. Nothing. 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 Mm. That goes back to, like, you know, goes back to all I said. Action without plan. When you plan, when you, um, 
what is it when you fail to plan your plans fail so mm-hmm. yeah be and to see and i'm not knocking what's going on now with the protesting absolutely not but what do you what are your demands okay what is your goals what's and your like what's I the said, end game here that and like i said can y'all please <laughs> protest for the heroes act the <laughs> Please protest for that. <laughs> I mean, because you know, but no, I'm saying, you know, like, I ain't trying to be funny. I wish y'all would protest for them to make it that the popular vote outrules the electoral vote. Yeah. That would be something I would like change because, like, mm-hmm. just like with the, you know, just like with that show, Mrs. America, when they was out there trying to rectify the Constitution, and it was, you know, because they was trying to include in there equal rights for women. For lesbians, for this and that, like, y'all got to, but, like, the difference between that and, you know, what's going on now, you know, like, they had a game plan. Mm-hmm. It's calling in all the feminist women. They literally was just like, um, you know, like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this debate because we need to win this state. We're going to win over this senator. We're going to work with this political. Y'all not doing that. Like, y'all just. Yeah. And I understand, you know, people been bottled up in their homes for the past couple of months. Everybody's just emotional outbursts. But at some point, y'all, there has to be an end game here. Absolutely. I I totally get it. And so I said, because I cracked the jokes all the time. I said, I ain't looting. My phone of protesting. I'm going to help y'all get this government money for your business. Okay. Okay. Because and that's like that's and let's not be trying to make light of the situation. No. That's really I feel like that's the best that's the best use of my skills. To me personally, that's how I feel Mm -hmm. is actual. I would rather help you guys get ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for your business Mm -hmm. than donate my own ten dollars to a GoFundMe. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's like right. um George Floyd, his GoFundMe is at ten million dollars right now. What? He yes, it's at ten million dollars. Dang. That that is okay. crazy. But and this goes that's what I'm saying. Not to hate, but it bothers me that this okay, but the trans fund right under it is only at half a million dollars. Hmm. It's that bothers me that it's pride money, and that's what we on right now. Mhm, mhm. See, and that's the thing. People be picking and choosing. I and I, I don't like that either. You know, because a lot of at this point, to me, a lot of people are hopping on the George Floyd situation for clout, for self clout. That and it's one of them things. Like, I hate to say, if George Floyd was gay, if he y'all would not be riding him. Like, we probably wouldn't have known about it. It wouldn't have been on the news. That's what, y'all were not because at the end of the day, because even from like a business, I speak a lot from like real. I have a very business minded, like an optics minded opinion on a lot of stuff. So I come across as hard, but it's the truth. If George Floyd was gay, a lot Al Sharpton wouldn't come out because Al Sharpton was based in in the church. He so waste the time. That whole, him. but but you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. that whole demographic of African Americans, they're not gonna throw their support behind it because that goes against the bylines of mm. their gospel Kojic, mm. Kojic, excuse me, ways, they not going to come out for all that. The Christians probably, ain't going to come out for all that. I probably, I'll probably have to edit this out, but Kojic is the absolute worst, the most hypocritical, worst? The toxic. Well, no. no, because I'll say something too, so you don't feel bad. No, because I, I, 
I was I didn't grow up Church of God in Christ, but I am very familiar with what goes on there. I and I love the pimp slap alley thread on Lipstick Alley where they talk about all they whole ways and all they skin. Mm-hmm. Um, just like and I like I and you know my thing is <laughs> y'all pick and choose what's a sin. And my favorite read is gluttony is one of the deadly devil sins, and a lot of you cozy hoes is fat. So. I mean, can we please just, okay, just the Clark sisters alone, okay? That was a mess. That was a mess because that I don't movie, know if you, Bob, did you like the movie? I, I, I had issues with it. Because I, it wasn't the full truth? It was not. I don't appreciate that at all because one, you, you bobble toting, you know, all the time. Two, I mean, okay, for example, the way they treated the oldest sister's character, Denise, that was straight garbage first of all they portrayed her like she was a whore she was not a fucking whore she wasn't a whore second when it came to everyone else it was like everyone else had these well except for denise and twinkie the 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 three of them had the most pristine the cleanest storylines nothing was wrong with them but the Mm -hmm. other two sisters was so up like why why are y'all portraying it like that when every last one of y'all one of y'all was on that dope for a minute okay the other one was in the psych ward y'all ain't talk about none of that stuff because my so this was my problem with um that movie so one i didn't appreciate the way that they did the mama funeral because mm-hmm. denise niecy yes she spoke up at the funeral but everybody laughed when she went up there she was like you know my mama would have made this a celebration can i get an amen and mm. you know she that's what people do at funerals right like, you know like she broke the tension that pissed me off mm-hmm. i didn't appreciate that they like when the um the one sister when they was they just slid in there that she was in a coma no tell the truth she's in a coma she's getting a gashy bypass thank you or it's like i appreciate I appreciate that they made the skinny sister her little suicide thing. What was that? They was acting like it was because the mama died, mm-hmm. and they acted like it was because the sister in the psych ward. No, it was because she, they, her husband found out that she cheats on him, and she was finna leave her and excommunicate her from the church, and she set her own house on fire because she's fucking crazy. And that's the that's same the one that be on that dope. That's the, the skinny one. Her, her, I, and they, and like they said. Bitch, that ain't your daddy. Cause they all, everybody's sitting there like, uh, you don't got the same daddy as them either. Right. They all say that. They was like, uh, your mama was like, that ain't your daddy. Thank you. You been skinny your whole life. And they were like, Mm-mm. you don't even look like your sister. No. And then like, you know, like with the, the, the gifted sister, mm-hmm. I was reading something like they feel like she's on the, it's a lot of talented people. And I know I shouldn't say this. I think they on the autism. Or I yeah. think they on the spectrum. Yeah. But like on a very, very, very high functioning spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like it's just certain people when you that musically gifted, yes. you're on. I think the old, like I think Beyonce is kind of on the spectrum. Really? Only because That's interesting. Okay. What? 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 Beyonce? I think Beyonce is high on the spectrum only because she's. I really feel like. Cause you know, like she was homeschooled. Kelly was homeschooled. I kind of based it off of that. Like Kelly is fully personable. She communicates with people. Solange is too. It's just like Beyonce just don't have 
it's certain social cues about Beyonce that's yeah. just lost. And yeah. she just, it's just certain, and like her, I think she's very high functioning on the spectrum. I think that's why she's so gifted. And there's nothing wrong with that because it's like, it's a lot of people that, like, I feel like that oldest Clark says, I feel like she's on the spectrum at a very high functioning thing because they said she could literally just like listen to something. And that's play. right. So you, the older sister, you talking about the one that they they X'd out. Who wrote know? everything, who sold. Oh, Twinkie, that's Twinkie. Yeah, yeah she's the Twinkie. gifted one. And yeah, yeah. I, and I'm not trying to be funny, but yeah, there is something off, you know? And um, she's slow. She and then can, I ain't gonna say then, slow, but yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. like, in ter- I'm not talking about like she's special. Yeah, slow. I get you. I mean, yeah. in terms of like, street smart slow like she's exactly. easily taken if that's what i mean by that like she's easy like you gotta watch out for her because a man will take advantage of her exactly and like, that's I, exactly like, what no shade i feel like that's how candy raised riley birds like i feel like riley's gonna be taking advantage of when she gets to college like by me because mm-hmm. i feel like honestly i think can't riley kind of give me on the spectrum too like i really feel like it's a lot of people on the spectrum but yeah that's not insult like Right, right. Just an observation, yeah. but um, and then, but with Twinkie, like you said, she, you know, that situation is going on. But on then on top of that, their mother was so damn abusive. She straight up abused them, them kids. Absolutely, absolutely. And that just added to whatever was already wrong with them. Absolutely, and the church don't help. No, and because I remember, um, like Kiara Shaw when they had that show, you know, she got a lipo. And the mm-hmm. brother looked at her crazy and said, you know, that's what almost killed mama. Mm-hmm. But it's something about, like, it's something about all that. That's kind of like, like, Mary Mary, like, no. mm-hmm. it's something off about them. Like, Erica, it's not, like, here's what's crazy. Erica is normal because Erica is not a, a gospel, like, she's not a Bible. Erica, like, the, nice, Erica the nicer brother. one, right? Yeah, she's the prettier one. Yeah, But that's because she Eric, but then again, Erica used to date Tank. Like she cheated on Warren. Like Erica's what? Mm-hmm. So what happened is like so Warren Campbell used to be signed to Death Row with Suge Knight. That's what he got his start from. What the hell? And, yeah, like Warren is a hood nigga. Like he literally was like from the, the streets of California. Like he they hood like all them from the hood. Like Tina really did shoot up her husband Corn. Like they they some, Hood bitches and hood niggas. They just so Warren worked in the music industry. He knew that gospel money. He knew Erica and Tina was never gonna make it as R and B, but he knew early on that gospel money was gonna be long. Mm. That was his idea. Mm. And like if you watch their show, Tina really do like go by the Bible because I like Tina is Tina is like them people they a trouble soul and they really do find solace in like having like a bible to reach to and they really do mm-hmm. like pray and erica is very vain erica has veneers erica like if you look at her old picture she got veneers she didn't have lipo she wigs she's very vain mm-hmm. she used to cuss she used to go off on her sister about like her wardrobe she used to cry about everything like she she and warren like like their production credits are crazy. Like they mm-hmm. like cause she used to sing background for Tank. And then Warren cheated on her. Hmm. And he pulled the grid. She cheated and was out the door and he got cancer on her. That's what he had liver cancer. And that's what made them stay together. And she speaks on this on she kind of alludes to it. She says something like, 
on that show, like Black Love, or whatever that show was on OWN, she say something like, I've been a bad witch in my wedding, in my marriage, too. That's all she say, but okay. it's because she was she dated Tank. But yeah, she's a date Tank. And, um, okay. hmm. you know, like, they, but, like, and if you watch their show, like, Tina was the Bible thumper, because, like, they had a bachelorette party for their little sister, and Erica mm-hmm. took them pole dancing classes. She <laughs> said, girl, we is Mary Mary. We don't do that. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Like, for real. Wow. But yeah, that whole I mean it's it's church got a crisis on moving in this end. Like I just find it very like from a business standpoint, I look I try to just like I'm obsessed with like Jamal Bryant and that whole situation. Let me tell listen. <laughs> I have to find you. I used to have a list when he first divorced Giselle Bryant. Yeah. He dissed her for three months straight. And it was like, they made a list of every sermon he gave dissing her. Like, when it came out that she asked for child support, mm-hmm. he did a sermon about greed. When they found out about this, he like, he <laughs> did. I gotta find, like, I used to have that list. It's somewhere in my old phone, but. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I see why people are fascinated by him, but I cannot stand that man. Because when oh, he, I, support, I mean, I don't support him. I don't support T.D. No, I don't. Kurt Franklin, I was for like when yet. they did that versus when they did that versus. I ain't watch that mess. Um, I'm not watching it until Kurt Franklin needs to pay people their money. Thank you. How many people he? Oh, he like the gospel diddy. He owe everybody. Um, I'm surprised Tim Lemon was there. I don't know if people know this, but like, Miss, I was to say Mr. Brown, dear God. Um, what's his name? Miss, I was. Tim Lemon, husband, whatever his name is. Um, oh yeah, David Mann. Is it? There David? you go, David Mann. Damn man's a hood nigga. He is. And if you don't believe me, um, because you know, like he was in uh, him and Tamla was in his first group. Like David Man did not talk to Kurt Franklin for a decade over money. And yeah, I remember she was in If his you need a good laugh, watch they interview on the Breakfast Club. David Man talked about pulling guns out on niggas. Oh! He talked about <laughs> yes, but he talked about because he's from like North Carolina, I think. Mm-hmm. He talked about like because like what ended up happening with him, he he got somebody pregnant and she dropped the baby on their doorstep. I can't, I cannot. And you know, Tamla was like, I had to choose if I wanted my marriage or not with him. But like you know, like but he's a hood nigga. He talked about like beating people up in the club, mm. pulling. He's like keep a strap on him. <laughs> but at that same time. David Mann, not a Bible thumper, so I respect that. Like, right, right, you know, you know, like he, you know, so just be more honest about who you are. That's what I can't stand about a lot of these gospel people. And with Jamal, his ass, oh my gosh, when he was here in Baltimore, that's when I stopped seeing it for him because my mom and all of them, they they loved them some Jamal Bryant. So mm-hmm. when that scandal broke out, when he got that 14 year old in his congregation pregnant, before that. You know, like at the end of the sermon, when a lot, of, well, most, a lot, a lot of the churches, you know, the pastor will be greeting everybody as they leave, like "God bless you, see you next Sunday" type thing. No, uh-huh. his ass would just roll out, roll, roll out. Don't even look at nobody. And if you did try to stop him and say, "Hey, Pat," he would look at you like he would look at you up and down like you crazy, like get the fuck out my way. But as soon as that scandal broke out, oh, he front and center, shaking everybody's hand, smiling, kissing the oh, baby. Cool. That Absolutely. I was done with him after that. And so all the other scandals that broke out in Baltimore after that, I wasn't surprised. And now now he in Atlanta picking up where he left off. So I'm just like, okay. Yep. Okay. But yeah, they just need to be more honest with, with who they are. 
So I ain't appreciate that Clark system movie one bit. Mm-mm. The only biopic they ever got right was Fantasia, so. <laughs> and that's because she played herself. And that's because she she was literally filming up from the day before. Like, that stuff was up in real time. <laughs> she needs to do a sequel so she can talk about everything else that happened post. Thank you. It is definitely a part two. Oh, my gosh. But no, my favorite, my favorite part of that biopic is when <laughs> they doing that standardized test and she write her name and then she just throw the pencil down and walk out the classroom and never come back. Like, damn, bitch, you ain't even try to do the damn <laughs> Better when her baby daddy say, um, what did he say? He was like, can you run a comb through your head and look decent <laughs> so I can take you out? <laughs> Queen Viola Davis acting as her mama. When she threw up on the kitchen table. That, well, I will. Actually, I take that back. She lied in that movie, too, because I read her autobiography. Uh-huh. And that part in that movie where she, like, stank walking through the hallway, she definitely said in her book she was a nerd and people used to bully her and push her in the lockers and shit. Mm-hmm. So that part was definitely... <laughs> <laughs> I read everybody autobiography, so that part was definitely um, fabricated. Sir, that was definitely creative freedom in that part, ma'am. <laughs> Have you read Dr. Dre's? Because I want to make sure I, I pick up the right one to read. Um, I haven't read his. I've read Rick James, Aretha Franklin's, mm-hmm. Lecrae's. His is really good. He used to sell dope. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabrielle Union's book. I read Lala's book. I read um, Gatorade Cinnabon. <laughs> I read um, Angie Martinez, Bobby Brown, um, Rick Ross. I read Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane was kind of fabricated. It was certain stuff. I'm like, that is not how that happened, sir. What, what is his deal? What? I I don't know. It was good. Like, I will say the book is very, the book is good, but certain things, I was like, that is not how that happened. I remember, like, yeah. Yeah, somebody who was blogging back then, that was not how that Yeah. Whatever, but, no, his book is good. I've read, um, who's some other people's books? I read a lot of. And with Bobby Brown's book, did you get the audio or you read the hard copy? The hard copy. Oh, okay. You saved yourself because from what I heard, the audio, he's... Who did the audio? He doing... He did. Uh-uh-uh. And that... They said that was a hot mess. Him trying oh, to get I read... Tay Diggs' book. Was it Tay Diggs? It was one... No, it was Makai Pfeiffer. He got a... Was it him? One of them little black actors from the 90s got a little 100-page book about being a dad. <laughs> And I read that like when I was like traveling, and I read um Wyclef John's book. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. I ain't surprised, but with Dr. Dre, I want to make sure I get the right one because there's one. He I think ain't gonna tell the truth. Yeah. <laughs> but there was one where he they were actually I don't know maybe he didn't write it maybe someone else wrote it where they was talking about his childhood with Easy E and the rest of them they all used to mm-hmm. sing in the church choir and all and they really they were never really gangbangers that's the book I want to read. Mm, we gotta find that. Yeah, they mm. grew up in the church. You know, they had two parent households. Well, except for for Dre. Like they ain't had no, they ain't had no gang gangster affiliation never until they started making records. 
it's somebody else that didn't grow up with gang affiliation that's very gang affiliated right now. I'm not going to tell, I'll tell you off air because that's literally they whole like mm. persona. And it's like, well, they really are in the gang shit now, but they did not. If I told you how like their childhood was, you'd be like, what the fuck? See? Um, like they chose the game, like the game, like didn't choose it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I used to read, I, used to, I read all Wendy Williams books. I used to love Wendy Williams books. Yeah. Like her, and I was like an eighth grade reading them. I used to love them. She was damn a beast. Books. I ain't gonna lie. She was a beast back in the day. I didn't really. She I, was that deal. Like she had the best interview. She had like some, like I told you, I was like, y'all know Wendy Williams had an album, right? Like she right. literally had people. <laughs> <coughs> she had an album, but <coughs> it was literally like a compilation. She mm-hmm. had like people who would come to her show, give her unreleased tracks, and she released the whole compilation mm-hmm. album. She- and like, I remember her original biopic, and Robin Gimmins paid her, <laughs> and Trey Songs with Charlemagne the God. And people, and what pisses me off is I definitely tweeted that out, and like all the blogs stole my post because it's just like. The only reason I remember his biopic, I used to be the hugest Trey Songz fan. And I used to stalk mm-hmm. his MySpace. And that's how I even found out about the fucking biopic. Like, wow. Trey Songz plays Charlemagne. What in the world? And that original biopic, they got Robin Gibbons. It, it's some clips on YouTube somewhere. Trey Songz is definitely, yep, that's who they have. And this is like Trey Songz with the braids. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nah, I I don't know. I think too, so many people was clowning that movie that I never even bothered to watch. It was horrible because I had watched <laughs> like I had like I used to watch her VH1 show. Mm-hmm. I used to love me some. I don't watch her talk show because like, I don't give a fuck about her. Right, show, right. I used to love like her her VH1 show. It was like it was like the VH1 version of Howard Stern Radio. Like, I used to watch mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I used to like I loved her books. I love like I read. I have like a signed copy of Kamorley Simmons' book. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I live down the street from her mom. Like our house in St. Louis is actually definitely. I met Kamora plenty of times. Like mm, actually okay. visit her mama. Kamora only seems to actually smoke me out before. Um, wow. <laughs> no, like I really do be checking up on her mama. Cause like her mama elderly, so I really do be going around just you know like checking mm. in or whatever. Yeah. Um, who else got some books I've read before? I don't. Know, I read so many books. Like. But let me ask you about Wendy. Because, you know, okay. she, she was definitely a beast back in the day. No one else mm-hmm. was really doing what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I feel like she messed up a lot of people. And with everything that's going on with her now, that's that bad karma coming back to her. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think she also... That is because Wendy put a lot on a lot. She put... Um, being gay on a lot of people that didn't deserve it. Yeah. But in that, see, but here's what's kind of, so this is what my problem, like, in terms of, like, telling people full story, mm-hmm. I will give her that. Because, like, I used to listen to her, like, it's so many, like, rappers and, like, singers. I know, like, a lot about them because they went on Wendy and they felt comfortable enough to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Now that would be her good karma. Yes, bad karma would be her and Charlemagne the God doing rumor reports and everything else. Yeah, because like I was talking to um, I was talking to my dude because he's Jamaican and he's from New York, mm-hmm. and I like I asked him I was like, who did you like growing up, Foxy Brown or Lil Kim? He's like Foxy, and I said I'm the same way. I said mm-hmm. I I don't really like Lil Kim. Like 
Because I said, honestly, I said, her, I don't suck as much dick as her. I don't sell drugs and niggas don't beat on me. So mm-hmm. I don't relate to her music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Foxy Brown was on some feminist shit. Like, she was. Fuck you, pay me. Um, mm-hmm. I was so like, um, and you know, I was saying, like, I remember she did her Wendy Williams interview and she had a prescription drug problem. And like, between her second and third album, she didn't fall off. She went to rehab. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause she had, cause I think her brother had, somebody died mm-hmm. and she had crashed her Escalade. So it's like, she had a legit, like she was yeah. clinically depressed. Yep. Y'all don't know that. Yep. Cause y'all don't research. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yep. it's stuff like that. I would, but I would never knew that if it wasn't for Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. But she actually, you know, like you was from New York. It was certain people like, oh, Wendy love talking to you dog. Like That's true. That's true they will open up to her and nobody else she always had the exclusive i i will give her that she always had the exclusive so it's just that i had i started having problems with her with the way she treated whitney you know um yeah because everybody knows wendy that you was doing just as much crack as whitney back in the day but then you trying to clown her about her addiction like girl that's that's tacky and um you know talking about her kid and you know and then it started getting funny on her show when people like Monica and Beyonce would hang up on her because <laughs> that's when people started hating her, you know, <laughs> because she was doing stuff like that. So, well, she got her karma because do you remember? Like, I don't know if you remember, but like her first season was very hard. She couldn't get no guests. That's very true. No one wanted to come on her show. That's very. She had to work. I would like she was doing right. Like she didn't quit her radio jobs like season late season two of her talk show mm-hmm. like it was like you remember like she ate a lot of crow yes. like remember she cried when Whoopi came on there and she was like i never thought you'd forgive me for all the shit that i said and yeah you know like when whitney died she put out that statement like i wish i could apologize to her in yep. person yeah oh yeah she's mm-hmm. like no offense like and this and i know this is like you just love nini she was wrong for all that shit she just put like she legit lied on nini here's my thing with that everybody i don't think nene knew or realized we know people know this wendy don't got no friends and she will let you know that in a heartbeat her friend is her crack rock she don't want them like she can't like because i thought people assumed wendy didn't have no friends because kevin didn't allow her to have no no and she used to tell the lie I don't have friends because I need to stay unbiased. No. It's you. It's her. She's a, and and then I feel like she's a loner anyway. She's always been like that. She's never had nothing wrong with that. And that's the wrong thing. But when I see that situation really left a nasty taste in my mouth because I watched that live, like with her and Kim. And what (laughs) happened is like Instagram was down and they couldn't, they couldn't um, join each other live. So Nene was like, well, I'm going to call some people on my phone. And she literally, she said, the first message, she said, Wendy. She said, that's look, you, she, she was like, well, Wendy. She said, let's try to call Wendy. Mm-hmm. Wendy didn't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. And um, so when she called back, she was like, hey, Wendy, you on speaker? And she was like, what you, she was like, I tried to FaceTime you. She's like, I don't do FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, well, I'm on Instagram. You want to tell everybody the surprise that your show coming back on Monday? Bye, Nene. Click. <laughs> That's literally what it was. And then, you know, she went on her show and she was like, Nene was in a full group of people. Now, like I said, 
grand is post cancer. Mm-hmm. What Nene took social distancing too. Like I don't know if you saw, like she wouldn't let her son come home because he went to the mall. Yeah, oh, I know parents who did that. Yeah, no, she did that. Like Bryce, she made him stay in a hotel because <laughs> she was like, "You ain't gonna get your daddy sick." She right. Said, you got a social. She made him stay in a hotel for forty-eight hours. Oh, I don't so like for that. Wendy to lie and say like Nene had a whole group of people there, uh-huh. she bamboozled me. Mm-hmm. She had the camera crew there. That bitch. That's what I'm saying. That's Wendy, and I'm not. I'm not defending her. She has been like that for decades. Like she, that's mm-hmm. what she. That's her. And I don't think, in Nene's defense, I don't think she realized that. She ain't know that side of her. But that's what Wendy is. Well, I feel like, like she said, she chalked that up to Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yep, it is what it is. I I mean, the way she just breaking down now and now they done propped her up outside of a hospital somewhere talking about she was hanging out the other day. No, sis. That's not the other reports that I'm hearing. You know, you mm-hmm. have to check in because you was suicidal, but hey. Wendy is? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. She's breaking down. Um, I think it happened earlier this week or last week. Mm-hmm. You know, right after she announced that she was suffering from the whole Graves disease again, which is bullshit, but anyway. Um, she was suicidal. She had an episode that Sunday. They checked her in, and she was there, you know, for what the whole forty-eight hour thing that they had. To oh, be that's sidetracked the whole. Yeah, that's that's what that's what was going on. But as far as that whole Graves disease thing, I just think she back on that stuff, and she, and she lying about that too. So hey, she been lying to her Graves fans for years. Don't come and go. That's also another thing. Like mm-hmm. either you got it or you don't. It's not. A- fucking the it's not the fucking flu like yeah misty has graves disease mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like <laughs> right now now bitch t- get your lives you say you have you say your thyroid came back right and then, and then my thing is girl you in the house you ain't gotta go nowhere so how are you having these lapses you know i think she has dementia that yeah, that could be it too. I personally think she on that stuff. She back on that stuff. She been well, back. Drug induced dementia. So yeah, because like, I ain't she... trying to be funny. It's so many people like drug use is very. It's so many people I know in the industry and like Instagram or whatever. Like you know, like in that little field or whatever, mm-hmm. and. They pop Herks and they pop Zannies and they do like Oxycontin and all that stuff. They brains are so, and they only in their thirties. They brains are so mush brain and everything else. Like mm. it's crazy. Mm. Like I could tell you some stories out there because like I ain't trying to tell nobody this. Right. I mean, even the conversation I had earlier mm. where I just put you up on game on like the PPP, the SBA, yeah, your taxes, everything like that. Um, I it's the information is there. Um. I feel like everybody has a privilege. They just don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. So I'm very well connected um, just for my Altamar and like the different people I work with and everything like that. So my thing is I try my best to take confusing information and give it to everyday people so they can survive too. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I was doing, um, like um, I have a, I have a couple books coming out. So I have one, I have my, uh, it's like a branding workbook. Um, it's like a workbook and it's a textbook. Um, and in it, pretty much 
I give you everything you need in order to have a real business. Everything down from how do you do your customer, like how to figure out customer acquisition, how to do a customer profile, to your branding, to how do you properly budget, to what tax forms you need to keep up with, to how do you register LLC, do you need to be sold partnership? Um, so I've been working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be dropping in a couple weeks. Actually, I just got to finish editing. It's been really busy. Okay. And then I have some other res. It's like I'm just um really been queuing up content. So like I have um I have a book about everything tax related. So like if you like a self employed or if you are um you know work for a different business um like all the different. Um, abbreviations and tax codes and things like that. I've been working on my book with uh, about like if you want to get into stocks and bonds because I am really good at that. So like my thing is, hopefully I'm gonna be dropping them, you know, within the next month or so. So them some of the things I got coming up, and then I have like a lot of webinars that I've been working on. But my biggest project is so like I'm a Shopify partner, mm-hmm. so Shopify pays me to like you know work with them to create stores. So I, I'm trying to set up a place where my goal is like, I want to open a store, get it its first sale within 24 hours and then let people buy it from me. Like, it's like the, it's like mm. a cheat sheet on how to build a business. Okay. And like, or like you pick the category and I just start you with the products that you need and you just go. It's not so much like a vendor list. It's more so, here's your kid baby and like i'm here like i got like you good like you do this you gonna make your money off the go so that's kind of what i've been working on outside of like really building my agency and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because my goal is in next two years i would love to have a physical co-work space in atlanta Um, so that's what i've been saving towards that's what i've been using like that's what i've been saving all my ppp and rents for um so yeah that's that is excellent now have you heard anything about harvard um doing giving free classes online have you heard about that yeah i took some oh okay because i was gonna get your take on that on whether it's something um worth worth investing in but um yeah so the thing is so i did so harvard has an online component called hbx and what it is is it has different it has different um, categories. I don't know the word I'm trying to say. Anywho, so like I did that when I like, I did the core program. So what mine was, I had to take classes for six months. I had to go to a, a, a testing center and mm-hmm. take real tests, but they gave me five credit hours. So Mm -hmm. I use that as like, so technically if I ever apply for grad school, they automatically going to accept me because I did that program Mm. and I got five credit hours. Nice. Now on there, they have certifications and certificates you can get. Now the certifications are really dope. Like they have some in like international business, project management, um, things like that. I did one in it wasn't e-commerce it was about um it was something about it was like company related but the people who did um shoe dazzle like they're harvard alums so mm-hmm. they one of the people that talk on there and like the rent the runway is another alum of theirs 
So it really teaches you, like the one I did talk to you about, like, you know, how to sell equity in your company and how to do this and that. It's not graded, but it's more so like a certification. So them three courses, their certifications, they look great on like a LinkedIn or like mm-hmm. a resume. Um, and it is great knowledge. Like I've taken them just for the knowledge of, because it's really high quality stuff. Yeah. Now, everyday people and certain influencers are taking it just so they can put Harvard business alum in their Instagram and Twitter bio. I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. But no, they're actually really good. Um, but the crazy thing is they're not the only person that does that. Purdue does it. Um, mm-hmm. Wesleyan has some. Um, it's another one of the major Ivy Leaguers that got it. Um, but if you can't afford that, like I know some of them are um, Lindia is a good resource. LinkedIn has an academy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do LinkedIn learning all the time. Okay. Like, I love LinkedIn learning. Um, told you about Creative Live. Honestly speaking, everything had like YouTube has, like, I know I shouldn't tell that one. That's, I don't, but y'all ain't gonna do that. YouTube has an academy and they teach you everything YouTube. Like, uh, it is free. Like, all these platforms have academies. Y'all just, I don't know why y'all don't go looking for them. Mm-hmm. Like, Twitter has an academy. Instagram has an academy. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook has an academy. Or, like, what I do is, if you go to, like, any of the, um, um, like, the social platforms, like, the companies that, like, like social sprout, like the companies that employ in, in influences. Yeah. If you just go on that resources tab, they be having one sheets and courses and everything too. That's where I get a lot of my information. I'm like, I'm a information junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, they have it. Um, who's another one? Eventbrite has a school hmm. and ebooks and everything. Um, yeah, like, oh, I can, baby, if you want to do an Eventbrite event, I can have your shit so laid out, dog. <laughs> I need to think of something to put together because I had this conversation with Fresh a while ago. We were going mm-hmm. back and forth about YouTube and my thing is, I was like, I, I'm not the type to get done up to sit in front of a camera. That's just not you me. You get done up. You can do it'll voiceovers. Be yeah. Because mm-hmm. like the YouTube channel, like like for an example, um, I did a video teach people how to fill out like they schedule C if they applying for the PPP loan. Mm-hmm. I just did a voiceover. Okay. Cause what you gotta see my face for, bitch? Pay- oh, I mean, what you gotta see my face for? It's all. It's about the um the IRS. The content, I mean. yeah, yeah. So, and just like I, because she kind of she was the one who encouraged me to go ahead and start the damn podcast because I was going back and forth for a while too. But you know, I'm I'm looking at other things that that I, I can get into. That well, that's saying token. Yeah, um, look at me and her careers. People don't. A lot of people don't know what we look like. So right. Don't let that hold you back. Right. Yeah, honestly speaking, like I did that on purpose. Like okay. when naked, I'm gonna tell you, like when Naked the Woods, we first started when I was 23. Like we first when we did our mm-hmm. first podcast, I got a lot of unwanted attention, a lot of like sexually driven deep. Like you know, you joke sometimes like send us news. Yeah, I really don't like that. Okay. And I got a lot of unwanted attention mm-hmm. from people, so I purposely removed my picture and stuff because.
tell you about one of my clients. Um, her Instagram is actually Ashley Lisa. That's her YouTube channel. She is she does like real personable stuff. Um, like she just tells like story.